All right, so wait a minute. What did you put in your cup? It was that wine that was in the back, and then I put a splash of the Simply Peach. So it was the Moscato. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's so bougie. I'm not bougie. I, listen, the thing is, is that I've turned into more of a wine concierge. So... Oh, now? A year or two after you had the show called Wine Time? Oh, now, shut Now all of a sudden you're a I wine mean, connoisseur? I was always, you wasn't one before? No, I mean, I did with wine, but I was more of a liquor drinker. But now that I've slowed down on, like, liquor a lot, uh, because I do indulge in the trees every now and then, uh, wine is more so my thing now. Whatever. Uh-huh. I disagree. Why is that? Because you're light-skinned. No. Mm-mm. I mean, I have bougie tendencies, I guess, but no. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that brings up something funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, I just put some uh, some of that peach, that simple lemonade peach. I had some... Uh, I had that black raspberry... That black... What was it? Black raspberry. Some Ciroc. shit. Ciroc in there. I want to try that white grape they're about to release. Uh-huh. I but- love grapes, so I want to see how that shit tastes. But yeah, no, I was telling you that Jay-Z apparently has a new line of uh, Duce coming out. Uh, it's supposed to come out in the new year. And I was trying to tag you into it, so I didn't, you obviously didn't get it. No, I didn't. All right, well, it's, um, speaking of Jay-Z, mm-hmm. um, it is not, it is three days after December 4th, but as far as I'm concerned, it is still his birthday. Yep. So with that being said... I gave her first real skin. I made it for birth when I got hit. She knows my purpose wasn't purpose. I ain't perfect, I care. But I feel worthless because my church wasn't matching my gear. Now I'm just scratching the surface because what's buried under there was a kid torn apart once his pop disappeared. I went to school, got good grades, could be hate when I wanted. But I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted. Hold on. Sean was a very shy child growing up. He was into sports. And a funny story is... At four, he taught himself how to ride a bike. A two-wheel at that. Isn't that special? But I noticed the change in him when me and my husband broke up. Now all the teachers could have... Ladies and gentlemen, put our hands together for this balance. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. Was herbing them in the home of the turbans. Got it dirt cheap for them. Plus, if they were short with cheese, I would work with them. 
Boy, and we got rid of that dirt for them. Wasn't born hustlers, I was birthing them. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. For Sheezy, my kneesy, keep my arms so breezy. Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me. Haters want me clapped, they chrome, it ain't easy. Cops wanna knock me, DA wanna box me in. But somehow, I beat them charges like Rocky. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. Not guilty, he who does not feel me is not real to me, therefore he doesn't exist. So poof, bam, move, son of a bitch. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. Not guilty, y'all got to feel me. H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo. That's the anthem, get your damn hands up. Numerous shots with the fofo. Backs wanna do the popo, smoke them like cocoa. Fuck rap, coke by the bolo. Fuck that on the run by gun high. One eye closed, left hole through, some got closed. Stop your bullshit, clock with the full clip. Motherfuckers better duck when the full spit. One shot can make a nigga do a full flip. Seen a nigga lay a shock on the full head. I hate my high, you no niggas wanna buy you. But see me, I wanna fuck for free. Like I got anything to try, make you feel it inside your belly. Give us tight, get the KY jelly. All night, get your wide up inside the telly. Side to side till you say JT, you too much for me. Nigga with his rapping ass. Blow a stack for your niggas with your trapping ass. Clap for a nigga with his rapping ass. Blow a stack for your niggas with your trapping ass. Fuck's brand. I keep it 
fresher than the next bitch. No need for you to ever sweat the next bitch. With speed, I make the best bitch see the exit. Indeed, you gotta know you're thoroughly respected. By me, you get the keys to the Lexus. But no driving, got your own 96 something. The ride and keep your ass tight up in Versace. That's why you gotta watch your friends, you got to watch me. They can have it. Shit, the first chance to crack for bank. They'll try me, all they get is 50 cent francs. And papayas from the village to the telly. Time to kill it on your belly. No question, that more black chicks between my sheets and necks. They say sex is a weapon. So when I shoot, meet your death in less than eight seconds. Still pounding in my afterlife. Laughing, my shit is tight. Who you asking, right? No one can fuck you better. Sleeps around, but he gives me a lot. Keeps you in diamonds and leather. Friends are telling me I should leave you alone. <laughs> Tell the freaks to find a man that they own. Man that they own. Yeah, yeah, fresh. All right, I just had to do that. That was fun. Whole fifty. Shouts to Hove, mm-hmm. Goat. Sean Carter. Sean Carter. Sean Corey Carter. Beyonce, AKA Beyonce's husband. AKA. King of Rock Aware. Uh, shit, how many? Jay Hova. Hova the Don. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay. Shit. Just Jay. Jigga. Jigga, Jigga, that uh, nigga uh, Jigga. Uh, uh, Missed that. Like the like the, the original like known ad libs on the record. Uh, you heard oh, that. <laughs> you already knew. You already like, knew was about that. Was he smoking some strong ass weed when he was doing that? <laughs> uh, just like 50 is a milestone for sure. And you know, Hove is anybody that knows me know how much I look up to Hove. Yes, like you anybody. worship him oh, pretty much. Speaking of Hove, shouts to um. Michael Eric Dyson. Um, the book. Oh, the he book. Just, the book yes. he just dropped. Um. Did you get it? I haven't bought it yet, but I will because I got to support. Um, for people that don't know, Michael Eric Dyson's my little bro's uh, uncle. And mm-hmm. my little bro did all the illustrations in the book. Oh, wow. They're actually at Art Bear in Florida right now, Art ba- in Miami, I'm Art Basel right now. So he had a book signing, a little thing in there out there, and he's out there doing his thing. So I'm shocked to my little bro. It's crazy. He's nice. posting stuff on his IG and he's like, like his illustrations and like posters and shit all over the place. It's just crazy to see all that shit. So I'm proud of my little bro. You know, also, they're number 13 in the New York Times bestseller list right now. So that's a, my little bro's on the New York Times bestseller list. That's crazy. Nice. So shouts to Everett. Shouts to, you know, shouts to Michael Eric Dyson. Um, and, yeah, I'm definitely copying the book as soon as I can because I got to support, you know, got to support the fam. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your holiday? It was good. Um, Actually, hold on. Hold that thought. I issued this fucking podcast. Oh, you see, so you do this for all podcast. the time. You, you fucking never in, hey, you get in the conversation. Just... Happens. All right. So look, I got caught up in the um in the whole set. So look, we're ten minutes in. So I'm actually properly introduced this podcast. <laughs> First and foremost, and well, more like fifth most at this point. Um, I am Will K the King, mm-hmm. and this is the Down with the King podcast, episode number thirty nine or forty. It's either thirty. Let's see, it's thirty nine or forty. We're going to go with one of them two numbers <laughs> and hope for the best. That's pretty much all I can promise you at this point. This is, you know, this is what happens. Old age is kicking in. It might be that drink. No, nah, that definitely infected me. <laughs> but um, it's not, this is nothing. You keep forgetting who my friends are. It's 39. Okay, cool. It's episode 39. Um, you hear the other voice. I am joined by a familiar voice, Ashley K-A-Y. Yay. She is back Yay. to annoy me and drive me fucking nuts as usual. Uh, um, the, the feeling is mutual. So uh, we are here. We are live. 
we are in color. Well, <laughs> her, her is like li, 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 she's more like a off white, so it's what? a little bit of color. No, the <laughs> lies, the lies. That's no. Um, I cannot like, take that. You know, she's more of a nude color, like nude. <laughs> What is a nude? Like, I mean, we it's know a, what the you nude. know what it is, Negro. You yeah, a little but, girl, how do you not know? I mean, as far as you call me nude, like, then how would that content to the fact? The, the color that the nude the shoes when you buy shoes. Yeah, I know. When, you know what nude is? You're a chick. Only reason I know what the shit is because of chick. Uh huh. Chicks. Right. Yeah. No, I'm Chickies, saying, but I mean, girls. You know, black women folk. is black. White is white. Nude is. What, Shit, I didn't know what mauve was until my mother got our fucking kitchen paint that color. You didn't know, kids. oh lord, Jesus. Nigga, I wasn't. You don't go into school and they ain't teach you what mauve is. I knew what mauve is even when they didn't teach it. I don't. I wasn't a fucking artist. I'm not a girl either. Why would I know what mauve is? I mean, you don't have to be a girl to know what. What, what is. reason? Give me a reason why I would have known. You ever go to what, Home Depot? Nigga, I was. That? I'm talking when I was a kid. Home Depot wasn't around, nigga. Was it? When did Home Depot? It come was out? Builder Square. I do remember Second Builder Square. Second of all, I had no reason to go there. I mean, y'all weren't painting? You did just No, say that this you're... is literally when we first... We, our house got bit, like, we got our kitchen redone. Mm-hmm. And my mother chose mauve. And I was like, what the fuck is mauve? <laughs> She's also the person who painted at our previous house. She painted our fucking bathroom this bright-ass orange color. <laughs> So, like, literally, you didn't even, even need a fucking um, light hilarious. in the room. Because you walk in, the shit was just bright as shit for no reason. Why did you paint it this fucking color, uh, mother? Well, I mean, I guess you want to help you guys with your vision. So, well, I was what? I was the only one really old enough to know because my brother was only, what, four when we moved out of the house? Well, no. He was there for the first... Yeah, he was four when we moved out of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister was born right after we moved out of the house, like when we first moved to the new house that mm-hmm. I grew up in. But no, yeah, I mean, like, why the fuck you paint, you paint, fucking paint this kitchen mauve? Mauve and white. I'm like, what the fuck is mauve? mauve. I knew who Maud was. Oh, the TV <laughs> show. Oh, my goodness. I, I knew who Maud was. <laughs> That's only because she used to come on late as hell when I'd be on my grandma's house at weekends. Be and Arthur and be rest up in all peace fucking to night the, and shit. To the original Golden Girl, be Arthur. Um, but with that being said, um, and we'll get back to my previous question: How was your holiday? Um, it was cool. Um, of course we cooked and ate at home, but then I went to my friend's house. She stays out in Harrison Township, and her oldest bougie sister, white friends, black, bougie white black friends, black, all black. And her sister, and the white neighborhood. um, consists nobody, nobody black lives in, in Harrison Township, right off of um, nobody, 94 and yeah, Harper. I'm, I know where it is. Nobody lives in Harrison Township. Bougie <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people. Yeah, but uh, it's that pocket. She insisted that she tried to get all of us drunk, and it semi failed <laughs> because we were playing this drinking game that made no sense at all. It was like a, a very weird version of Simon Says in a way, but. Yeah, it was still cool, though. How was yours? Did you end up going to Ohio? All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> so we did go to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my sister and my step, me and my two sisters, we drove. My sister drove there. I drove back. My dad and my stepmom, they, they drove together and they stayed until Friday. So, first of all, it was just weird, first of all, being the passengers in my own fucking car. It was always weird to me. Um, not for, for that long, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was it was it was cool to see everybody. My grandpa like just seeing him because he can't see really now, mm-hmm. um, which is part of the reason they moved him down there. But it was good to see him, you know, because he always every time he see me or he wants he's like I'm gonna fight you and beat you up because I'm, I'm, I'm 
taller, bigger, whatever, whatever. Um, and then he hugged me, and he was just like, and you could tell he was happy to just that I was there. So I was just happy to, you know, just to see him because mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen him in a couple years. And um, and then it was just cool to see my aunt, see my uh, my cut, my little cousins, and everything and shit. Because um, I really haven't been around inside the family in a while. And um, yeah, and that's the side of the family. It's my dad's side of the family, which is actually the family side of the family I grew up with, really, up until my grandma passed. So, like when we, you know, up until when she passed, when I was what fourteen, starting high school, it kind of everybody kind of dispersed into their own. That it's weird. It seems like every time grandmothers pass, because that happened it with just, my dad's yeah, side of the family. Because she was really the connection. Because you have a whole side of the family that's their own unit. And what I mean by that is my dad, my grandmother had, um, was married before, um, like my grandpa. So she has older kids her previous marriage because mm-hmm. she was almost 10 years older than my grandpa um, she had, so she has kids from her previous marriage that were older than my, my my dad so my dad has like his sister's kids are the same age as him so he grew up with his nieces and nephews mm-hmm. some of them are actually older than him so um, that whole side of the family so you got his sister all her kids and all her kids got kids and even some of their kids got kids that one side of the family is a whole own its own unit, so they're on that side, kind of uh, off to doing their own thing, and then you have the main Collier family. So it's just it's just different. It's just a different dynamic. But the it was it was hilarious though because my dad is a fool, and he was trolling everybody the entire fucking time. Wow. Um, because he's just and it, it was so hilarious because at one point <laughs> he was telling them like, I don't want to see all that much. Just I, I grew with you. I don't want to see all that much. I don't like you that much. Like just just being being a troll the entire fucking day. And that's where you get it from. Fucking hilarious. No, no. Me and my sister at some point was like, "This is where our brother gets it from." Cause we always wonder where the fuck he gets it from. Cause my brother has no filter. And literally, you have to give a disclaimer when my little brother come around. Cause Chris would just he would just say whatever comes to his mind. Somebody that's worse than you. Oh my gosh. I'm actually the the least the like, only person that's like if I even if I just count the um the brotherhood like I'm probably the least. Jay Will is definitely the nicest. I'm probably right ahead of him. Grass <laughs> is worse than me. Jones is definitely worse than me. Oh. Ricky is definitely worse than me, and Everett's worse than me. Oh, all of them are worse than me. Hard to believe. I'm the one. I, no, I'm telling you, I, they are all worse than me, except for Jay Will. Jay Will's the only one I can say is not worse than me. Jay Will's probably the, of the of all of us. He's probably the most innocent one, mm-hmm. and he's not innocent. But by uh, by the list, he's definitely the 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 least. Although he's kind of we kind of consider him um, Jones' minion, so he does have some <laughs> tendencies there. So he's he's little Satan, like <laughs> in some way we call him. Well, yeah, because we, well, we call him a minion because Jones we call him Jones grew sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like it was just funny. He um, at some point my aunt was super religious, and I love her to death. Um. At some point, she, uh, so they made some edible cookies for my grandpa, right? And I guess she took a nibble of one, didn't know what it was at first, and they warned her, and she, it was like a crumb of it. it wasn't nothing, right? Oh, my God. My dad, troll ass, though, starts to tell her, oh, shit, you're going to be messed up. Like, oh, and she in the point, now she, and now she got to the point, she thinks she really, have, she's sitting back in the chair, oh, she's feeling, ma'am, it's been five minutes. <laughs> you ain't feeling shit. Especially not that little bite you took. I mean, has she ever engaged? It's not the point. No? Like she just, but she's just, uh, she panicking. My father is making it worse by making night. She she got in her head and she thinks she's about to be. My dad's like, don't worry, you save, you won't go to hell. Like just fucking. Oh, 
watch. Just no, fucking watch. No, I'm he... like, father, seriously. Uh... <laughs> like, nigga, what is he trolling? He's just trolling everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the funniest thing was my cousin coming out of nowhere. One of my cousins coming out of nowhere was like, you good, IT. I'm, take it from me. I am the original dopamine. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that that's interesting. It was hilarious though. It was it was yeah. it was fucking hilarious. It sounds. It was a fucking hilarious. You know, it, at some point, my one of my cousins, my cousin was teaching everybody. It was doing fucking hustles in the kitchen and this shit. Of course, um, typical black family moment. Yeah, gotcha. my, one of my older cousins, he's like, and he's smooth as hell with that shit. Like ballroom and all that shit. He like, and they was doing all kinds of shit. I'm like, y'all niggas, it's just too much. My 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 stepmom trying to keep up, not really getting it on some of them, and some she could. She she always. I still have to learn that Tamina hustle. That's, I don't know any of these hustles. I, I don't learn. know anything but the original hustle. And I've done that shit since I was a kid. So I mean, everybody should know that one or else. I don't know any other Black hustles. car revoked. So yeah, I haven't done a hustle in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done ballroom since I was in high school. So, um, and that's because when we have you know they they had a we brown they uh they offer ballroom lessons for before prom and like the dances and shit. So oh. you can go learn if you wanted to. Um. But no, um, but it was just it was it was good to see everybody. Apparently, my cousin, my two little cousins, two of my younger cousins are are um, are planning to um, trying to plan a family reunion. Now, whether or not this happens or not, I have no idea because they trying to niggas been trying to plan a family reunion for ten years and they haven't yet. Ooh. So if the shit happens, we'll see. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. We'll see. Right. Um, also, um, niggas love my cheesecake, but I knew that. But none of most of them haven't had my cheesecake before, so. <sighs> That was interesting. I'm still waiting on that. And then, um, nigga, you got yours from um, fucking Cheesecake Factory. Call it a day. Um, uh, I still need to compare because it's been a minute no, since I've had really yours. I don't care. This is the thing. Like, my one of my employees would be trying to um, bait me into like, hey man, this is better than yours. Can you need to make this? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm trying that. That shit don't work for me. I mean, you said that it, it takes a lot to actually make the cinnamon roll cheesecake. A lot of it takes a lot to fucking make the lemon meringue. That shit. One of those damn things takes twelve eggs to make. 12? 12, because you have to have four that goes in the cheesecake. You have to have eight egg whites for, I'm sorry, eight egg yolks for the lemon, uh, lemon curd, and you need four egg whites for the meringue. So literally it's 12 fucking eggs. Wow. <laughs> I'm separating eggs and shit. I made two of them bitches last week. So mm-hmm. I made one for my sister and her little Friendsgiving, and she had the day because we had a Friendsgiving our own thing after the day after, mm-hmm. which um, I met her, no, I'm not going to say it, oh. her little dude. Her, her little dude. Oh. Uh, uh, hey, look. Uh, hey, look. The funniest. She gonna kill me. She is. <laughs> she was supposed to be here, so it's her fault. She neglected me. Um, I said, he, he got I gotta stay the whole day. And she didn't really respond to this. And she said, I guess she glossed over it. I was like, he kind of remind me of DJ Academics in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> not. He's probably the face shape. Like, he just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it was like... <laughs> wow. Um, but aside from that, um, it was good, though. It was good to see everybody. Um, yeah, it was a good time. So I, I'm not, I don't have any complaints. Um, it was a good It was a good time. So it was a good time. We ain't seen everybody, and, you know, everybody had a ball and had fun or whatever. Um, so it was good. It was good. It was a good, it was a good time. Um We'll see if the, because I guess they're trying to do a cruise for the, the family reunion two years, so we'll see. Oh. My dad, dumbass, she's like, he's like, a cruise, a family reunion, when? Like, talking about the 2021, he's like, oh, okay, I want to see, he's like, I want to see, everything. like, they said, it's two years, and he's like, oh, two years, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Being that constant troll, like, just for no reason. 
I still think that's where you get it from. And I mean, I'm sure. No, we we don't deny that we get our penny as my father. It's just mine is not as bad as my father's. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to know. But anywho. Oh, did you see OT Genesis video that I shared? I just saw somebody share it on Facebook, and if it's I'm what going, I think on. it is. <laughs> yes, oh my goodness. I did see that yesterday. Somebody did. It was oh, man. hilarious. Why, why, why? Was creepy. <laughs> I cannot believe they actually did that. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I was dying when I saw that shit. He's a fucking fool, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. He's a fucking fool. I saw it yesterday, and I, I cut it off shit. halfway because I was on my way to rehearsal, that but the first part was... was hilarious, yes. dog. <laughs> I was like, this nigga is a fool, dog. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, shit. Um, all right, so I'm looking at my phone. I had a lot of shit on this list. Yeah, we about to be on here for a long, long, long time. 19, 11, 12. Yeah, 13 things on this list. So many things are going to blend into um, each other, and it's fine. So my first thing, talked about the holidays. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talked about this before we walked in. And this is more of a local story, but I figure we get to shout the way now. But some people might. It's, know. But it's also going to go into a larger uh, conversation, so I feel like yeah, um, we should get it out the way. Actually, it's two tr- um, niggas, motherfuckers need to get out the way. Mm-hmm. First, three miles, my week. So I think I might need a refill. Fucking Bob. <laughs> Bob. Fucking AKA Bob. Kid oh, no. Rock. Bob. Well, yeah, we're going to address him as Bob. That nigga's name is Bob. That sounds like a racist name, too, Bob. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bob. Bob. Bob the racist builder. Bob Ritchie. <laughs> Bob James Ritchie. So here's the thing. Bob, so we're, we're speaking about Kid Rock um, for, for the uninitiated. People that don't know um, who that man is. Who The person who claimed Detroit for years. But he's from Romeo. From Romeo, Michigan, first of all. Okay, which is, which is in a hillbilly town. Like an hour, damn near an hour away from Detroit. But let's yeah. just not point that out. I'm tired of people He hung that. out in Detroit a few times when he was a younger kid, hanging out at the hip-hop shop because he wanted to be um, a part of the hip-hop culture. And he was, was not like Eminem where he, like, loved the culture. Right, I mean, he probably, he could have, and, and it's fine. Um, I don't necessarily question whether he used to love he loved the culture, but the issue is, and that's going to be my bigger thing, is that so many people love our culture, but they don't love us. Right. And that's the issue I have, is like, you can love my culture, you can be a part of my culture, but when it comes to the people who actually create this fucking culture, that's where your, your, your love kind of limits. Dies itself. down. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have an issue with. So the, the thing that came up was Kid Rock... Um, he had made some comments um, about his recent concert about Oprah, right? Yeah, so let's see. Let me go to the comments. Um, yeah, apparently, like, because even TMZ, when they, they talked further about that, 
I guess the thing that Kid Rock was trying to explain was that, uh, oh, these were directed at female. Like, he was bashing female talk show hosts. He wasn't necessarily going off on black people. But because Oprah was the main topic, everybody just assumed, oh, well, Oprah is black. So, yeah, he was being racist. And so it was like a whole back and forth Second. He said, apparently, a cell phone video from TMZ shows um, Craig Kid Rock on stage last month at his steakhouse in Nashville using graphic language to convey his dislike of Winfrey and Joy Behar. Mm-hmm. Now, he did include, and it, now, first of all, whether it was about black women or women in general, it's still fucked up. That's yes. first thing. So I want to I want to start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say what well, he was on here because he did mention Joy Behar, so it wasn't just her. Right. So it wasn't just Oprah. It, so if his issue is with women, that's still a problem. It is. As far as the world, it's still a problem. This is not just about that, though, because Kid Rock has, a has had a history recently in the last few years mm-hmm. of making comments that can be mis- can be construed or taken as you have an issue or um, with black people. Mm-hmm. Also, on my in my thought process and just watching Kid Rock's career, you know how people criticized um what's her name? Um what's her name? Raven Simone? No, 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 no. What's her name's daughter? Um Achy Breaky Hurt. Um, oh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. People, if you you saw how her career went, mm-hmm. she used hip hop to gain to kind of get popularity after her show ended. Cause she was a kid. She was doing kitty music. Hannah Montana. She wanted to kind of get um, accepted as a, a more adult artist. Yep. And so what she did is she went totally fucking left, and she embraced hip-hop. And, and started working with hip-hop producers and all this shit mm-hmm. to kind of garner success and kind of milk the that, you know, our culture, as they always do. Yep, and then... And then once she, once she got to a certain point, she abandoned it. She criticized hip-hop. But mind you, criticizing shit that you use to get... Um, some amount of fame and popularity, and all of a sudden you don't need this, and all of a sudden you want to criticize it. But now she's also back to doing hip hop and working on artists, and uh, but that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing I have an issue with when it comes to K Rock, because if outside of doing your early when you were early, starting when you first kind of got big, doing sh- um, you know performances of Run DMC, what is he giving back to hip hop culture? Exactly. Once he got to a certain level of success, he became a country artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. I he didn't know. He didn't, like, wasn't like he stayed in that pocket. He became a country artist. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a hip-hop song in, I don't know how, in at least 20 years. Exactly. So, or hip-hop-inspired song. His whole first album was that. Yep. After that, he was a country singer. He was on his fucking Country Music Awards. That's who he was. He ain't done a hip-hop-inspired song in a long time. And your history, going to the hip-hop shop with your hot top fade, all that shit don't mean a goddamn thing to me if you used our culture to get to a certain level and then you said, fuck the culture, I'm mm-hmm. going to go do this over here, fuck your culture. Right. So it's the same thing that people accuse Justin Timberlake again of, even though I don't agree with it, because it's not like he did one album that was like, well, hip-hop, he like... Right, like, and even on the album, kind of... And even though the album people criticize him about... Pharrell and Timbaland produced that album. Right. Just because you didn't like the album doesn't mean he went away from it. The sound is a little different, but they were still involved in the project from start to finish. And I think even when Justin first started his career, when he was like on Disney with the Mickey Mouse Club, he kind of sort of had like and that. He's a fan of the culture. Of the and culture. he even talked about the artists that inspired him as far as musically. Right. They're all black artists, but it is just like what, um, what's his name? Um, 
Why am I drawing a fucking Bruno blank? Mars? Yes, Bruno Mars. He and he's. Oh yeah. I, one people. thing I commend Bruno Mars. He'll tell y'all that he said it multiple times. All music is black culture. All that shit comes from black people. Exactly. And the fact that he acknowledges that and understands that, mm-hmm. I appreciate that because a lot of artists won't say that. They won't. They just won't. They don't have the balls to say it. They don't want to be honest enough to say it. They don't want to give black people any credit. Mm-hmm. But he's honest and he's been very open about saying, no, this all this shit comes from black people. And he's fucking talented at it. Like and, he's, but, and he doesn't, he's not robbing the culture. He's not, not giving back to it. He's not recognizing the fact that he um, understands that this shit is not... Like it wasn't something that he created. Like he knows that he he very he he very consistently gives credits to his inspirations. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that about Bruno Mars. One of the reasons I love him. Exactly. So, but Kid Rock, and so because of this, there were people coming out. Um, okay, let me see. Let me go to this. Uh, what is the? I want to see what the rant said. And this is from. So one this of is where he was at. His he said, uh, "His state cost in Nashville." He said, "I'm like Oprah Winfrey or Joy, Joy Behar. They can suck dick sideways." He said, "Fuck Oprah Winfrey and fuck Kathy Lee Gifford." Um, he can say, um, and he kept saying, he just kept basically. He was calling them bitches. bitches and, and, yeah. Um, and then he said to those that was who would say, "Well, I'm pretty sure K Rock's a racist." He said, "I'm like." Fine, fuck off, sideways. Um, and that was kind of, I'm not the bad guy in the equation. I'm the fucking guy you want. Like, hey, he's pretty cool. Um, and so... Apparently, was, he was drunk when he was delivering fine, his... And that's fine, but, it, but what yeah, I always tell about liquor is liquor till all yeah. it brings off the truth, the, the truth shit you want to say. Yeah. A liquor all it does is make you more who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I it agree. It just brings up everything that, that who you are. So I don't, I, I'm not going to go. I'm going to shoot him bail for that. So here's my thing. So because of that, um, so he licensed, um, he has a Detroit called Made in Detroit. I'm um, a restaurant in Detroit called Made in Detroit that's in the Little Caesar Arena. And so apparently he won't be renewing his licensing agreement for, um, for the for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that's attached to Little Caesar's, it's in correct? The, yeah, it's attached to Little Caesar's Arena. Um, and so he decided to make a post about it. And so I'm going to read his post. I don't want to misquote anybody. I will not be renewing my license agreement for Maine Detroit restaurants this April. I appreciate all who have patronized our place and still have much love for the city of Detroit and the people organizations that I've helped there for years, black, white, and whatever. But learned long ago, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. I guess the millions of dollars I pumped into that town was not enough. I will let the um, NAN Network and others go ahead and take the wheel now. Good luck. I may be guilty of being a loudmouth jerk at times, but trying to label me as a racist is, um, is a joke and actually only does a disservice to, um, to the black community, which I have supported my entire life by trying to alien, by trying to alienate myself and others. P.S. Hey, Al Sharpton, you and your, your cronies will never beat me, you tax-evading, race-baiting clown. Trump 2020. Then he goes on in detail about 2,500 um, 20, um, k donated to Eastern Market for the Kid Rock Community Kitchen. 250k donated for the Barbara Bush Reading Innov- um, Innovative in Detroit. One million raised to help save the DSO. Many, many more tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars raised and donated in Detroit by Kid Rock. Does so. He- so this is my thing. This is where. I- let me take a sip, first of all. Hold on. I might need a refill. So you can continue while right, I get so, my refill. Oh, it's fine. You, 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 you got time. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. 
gonna get comfortable in my seat for this shit. Kid Rock, fucking Bob Richie. <laughs> I don't know if you're racist or not. I can only speak to your behavior. Um, I know at one point you were supposedly running for governor or mayor or some shit, um, and you said some shit that it could have been construed as racist. Um, I don't know you. I have seen people who potentially know you who are black people who have come to your defense. And I've also seen other black people say, fuck you, um, that are from Detroit or prominent people in Detroit, especially in the hip hop community. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. If you are not racist, pointing out the amount of money you've given to the city of Detroit or black people does not prove that point. Not at all. What it does, and directing the conversation to the amount of money you've donated, only for, is a, the oldest trick in the book that white people and racist people have been pulling since the beginning of fucking time. Because all you're going to say is, shit, I gave you niggers money. So you know I'm not racist. Hard R. Um, shit. Donald Sterling. I pay you niggers billion, millions of dollars. Hard How hard. am I racist? Yep. Racism does not mean you won't give money to charity. First of all, it's a tax write-off for you. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. So don't come to me telling me all these millions of dollars you raised or all this money you donated. For the black community. For the blacks. You sound like Trump. This is also the same person, Kid Rock, who proudly waves the Confederate flag around. And if people don't understand... And he'll be one of the people be like, I don't know why you guys are a problem with it. Do you understand? Because if you if you weren't racist or you understood black people on any level, mm -hmm. you will understand it's a symbol of hate to them. Yes. It represents white power. It KKK. Rep it represents everything that this country doesn't um, claims it doesn't want to be. Exactly. So for you to support that or, or, or fully support that just speaks to your either your fucking incompetence or your tone deafness. But more than anything, it's a piece of the fact that you may be racist. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know you, so I can't call you racist. But what I had to say is you've definitely shown some racist behavior. You know what? Fuck it. You're racist. <laughs> I'll just I, go ahead I, and say it. You know what? It. Fuck it. Go you're ahead racist. and say it, bro. I'm going to say on. you're racist because, again, you literally listed all of the money you've donated, specific amounts. To the black again, community. Who fucking cares? I don't give a damn you gave $10, um, $10 $10,000, or $10 fucking million. That does not make you either, that is the same argument of, oh, I have black friends. Yep. I have black friends, and I, I have black See? friends, so because I have black friends, I'm not racist. I can't be racist. Ugh. Um, Newsflash. There are some racist people with black friends. Yep. There are some racist people who have black friends. There are there are people who don't like certain sex of people who have those certain sex of people around them all the fucking time, mm -hmm. and they will be the same people who talk shit behind said people's back. I have seen people, specifically people from Detroit, who's claimed that they are friends with Bob, mm -hmm. as they refer to him as, I call him Bob. Bob. He's my friend. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I've been to his house. I've had dinner with his family. <laughs> All right, well, that means you're his house nigger. How about that? <laughs> How fucking about that? You are this, you are his fucking house nigger. Oh, my God, you've been to his fucking house. Oh, my God, he let you on his plantation. Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was there kind of Like, nigga, I don't fucking care. 
you being his black friend doesn't make me he's not fucking racist. You're right. This is the thing y'all need to understand. I have the same issue with Skip Bayless. Because in my head, Skip Bayless is definitely racist on some level. Mm-hmm. He is. Hulk Hogan first uh, oh, said, oh, we're all started. a little bit racist. Oh, that sounds like the song that, from Avenue Q. Everyone's a little said. bit That is racist. what he said. He said, I'm Sometimes. Aware. Because racism doesn't mean, because racist, racist is not a one-size-fits-all thing. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is this. You can say, I, I don't hate all black people. That does not mean you're not racist. Because, for example, Hulk Hogan, in his little situation where he came out, what he said, he basically said he doesn't want his daughter dating niggers. Is essentially mm-hmm. what it was. Yep, yep. Now... He said, I don't have a problem with black people, but I don't want them dating my daughter. So again, that is still a racist statement. Mm-hmm. Because you can be you can be a, associated with a black person. You can even talk to a black person. You can say, I don't hate black people. But that only goes so far as I don't want my daughter with that fucker. I don't want her sucking a black dick. Now, actually, to cut didn't mean to cut you off, but I actually saw an article the other day where somebody made a post where a white person said that they would not want to date outside their race for the the reason of they want to be able to keep their their f, f- and that's fine. And I don't, you have that choice, right? That is fine. I have no fucking problem with if you choose. That is your choice. Mm-hmm. It is the same issue. We're going to talk about this later too. It is the same issue I have with if you're a black person that chooses to date outside your race, do what you want to do. I have no fucking problem with right. it. The issue I have is when you date outside your race, but you bash the people yes. of your fucking exactly. race while doing it. Go date who the fuck you want, mm-hmm. but don't sit here and bash black women. Don't blast black men at while you're doing it. Oh, I date white people because these black women are all... I mean, yeah, but I date and, white no, women. and some of the people that were commenting on this, of course, they thought it was racist. Like, oh, how can she it's say not, that? It's not. If and you I'm choose... Like, you have that's preference. Right to, that is a preference, and that is fine. Everybody is entitled to their preference. Just like there are white people who only date black women. Mm-hmm. Gary Owen, who's a famous comedian, he is, his wife he's, is he's black. only ever dated black women. Mm-hmm. His wife is black. Yep. That's just his reality. He liked black women. White men in the world, richest white men in the world, are men to black women. <laughs> Shit. Um, George Lucas, his wife is black. Yep. Robert De Niro's ex-wife is black. Mm-hmm. It, it, a lot of rich-ass white men are married to black women. Yep. And usually when they date black women, they want the blackest women. We was actually joking about that on my on holiday because we was teasing my sister about her dating. My 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 dad's like, I raised her to date a woman. I want her to be bougie, kind of like you. It's talking about aunt. Like, not as bougie as you, um, but almost <laughs> as bougie as you. Actually, I, I raised her to date a white man. Like, that was his... My dad's stupid, but he said that. Uh, he started that before. Like, he joking. I don't know if he's joking or not. Like, but he said this shit multiple times. Uh, I didn't raise her to date an uncultured nigga. Like, basically, what he said. <laughs> but, whatever the case may be, back to, back to, back to Bob. Back to Bob. Back to Bob. Mm-hmm. So... You run rattling off a list of all the things you've done for the black community. For the black community, all the thing, all the money you've raised, all the money you've donated, all and or um, people coming to your defense saying they're, they're your black friend doesn't absolve you of being racist mm-hmm. because racism is not all one thing. Yep, your racism could be specific to a certain situation. It could be certain instances where you know what there are just certain things I don't believe I should have to commingle with black people in, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But if at the very least in this situation before you made the comments you made about not renewing your contract with the restaurants or licensing deal, 
the comments she made about Joy Behar and Oprah, at the very least, mm-hmm. uh, at the very least, were sexist. Waving around Confederate flags. At and... the very, at the very least, those comments were sexist. So you've at least shown examples of being sexist. Yep, yep. And then um, Trump twenty twenty. The Trump twenty twenty. And I'm sorry, but if you support Trump, in my book, you're, you're racist. fucking racist. You're yes. fucking racist. I'm sorry. There's mm-hmm. Nothing you can tell me because you can't look at the things he's done and, and, and say that. Oh, Trump is such a great there's fella. No there's no fucking way. Nah. Um. So with that being said. Bob, you're a fucking racist. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. It's fine. It's fucking fine. Because there's a million racist people out there in the world. And look, if that's who you are, that is who you are. But don't deny it. I don't even... If if that's what you need to do, that's what your brand is, fine. (laughs) But what I don't want to hear is you telling me how much money you've given us. Because that's just like saying, what all all I've done for you niggers. That's how that signs The hard art. When I read all that shit, all that signs to me was like, look what I've done for you. You ungrateful niggers. You ungrateful niggers. You ungrateful punch That's what that sentence read to me, is you ungrateful niggers. And then, of course, like, some of the black people that want to defend him and say, like, oh, well, I mean, he likes black people, so I don't understand the difference. And again, (laughs) people love black people. They love our culture. But they don't love us. And they don't love us. They they can say, I ain't like black people. No. Some guys, some white guys love black pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't mean they love black. But they people. won't take them home to mama. They won't like. They can't take them home to their mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. And the fact, like, that's just no. Like, you, you telling me he likes black people don't mean a goddamn thing. No, Not he loved all. our culture to a point where it got him to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He's distanced himself from our culture a long time ago. Yep, yep. So again, fuck Kid Rock. Bob. Oh yeah. Bob. Bob. We don't acknowledge who Fuck that, Bob. Yeah. Not Bob the Builder. Bob the guy with the fucking fedora and um and the ball with the ball. He looks like what a Fuck Bob with the ball. Fuck Bob with the ball. 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 Bob with so, um, George Zimmerman, much to my chagrin, and I, I guess I shouldn't say this, but much to my surprise, he's still alive. Yeah. He's fucking still alive. Unfortunately, and then the news just broke that the guy that attempted to murder him, they're sentencing him to about 25 years in prison, which yeah. is fucked up. So, for George, so George Zimmerman has filed a $100 million lawsuit against the Trayvon Martin family. Um, for defamation and malicious prosecution. Prosecution. Um, yeah, so apparently I guess what they're saying is that uh, one of the key witnesses in that trial, supposedly, they, he was he's trying to say that that wasn't the same person that went on the witness stand to say, to basically convict him or try to convict oh no, him. He's, so he's claiming that police and prosecutors conspired with Trayvon Martin's family to fabricate a narrative mm-hmm. that sided with the um, what the man alleges was false evidence. But there um, is evidence of you actually murdering this kid. I, I don't... It, it's beyond me. Like... I I don't understand how people can really live with themselves after you take away another person's life. And then you have the nerve to try and turn around and sue that person's family. Like don't don't you want to like try to like So basically his allegations the allegations in Zimmerman's lawsuit are based largely upon a book 
and film released in September that claims that Martin was, um, the Martin case was a hoax built upon witness fraud. Um, apparently, it is a director, Joe Gilbert, plans to screen the film um, in Florida um, to coincide with the lawsuit announcement. Um, so the, the lawsuit claims that all defendants have worked in concert to deprive him of his constitutional and other um, related legal rights. Um, so basically, what this is, this is a bunch of bull, right? um, racist bullshit. Of course. Um, so basically, it's a guy who created the movie to claim. So basically, a guy is making a, a, a YouTube, a, a large YouTube um, conspiracy video, uh, movie about Trayvon Martin saying it was a hoax, mm-hmm. and that everybody lied on, on on Zimmerman, even though we know that he killed this young man. Um, okay. So, um, fuck George Zimmerman again. I don't, I don't understand how he's still how's alive. he? Yeah, like I don't understand how nobody is. Um, and again, I don't. Um, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't wish death on anyone. Um, do I wish somebody would fuck him up severely? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, and I'm probably jumping the gun on this, but this would I guess the part that irritates me is is that with our culture and our community, it's like, how is it that we let a man like that still walk around and roam the streets, but we're so quick to gun down? This gang banging dude that don't like your set or somebody that looked at you the wrong well, way. Well, well, I mean, because that does, because, I mean, if I look at it like this, um, well, for one, that's that that's more of a uh, that's, that's 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 proximity. That's that's y'all 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 are fighting over a limited amount of real estate, so to speak. In that, hey, it's scraps out here, and so we gotta. Um, you know, we gotta get we gotta get and fight for it. So I kind of so that's a little different. But I mean, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things though. Like, I think on some level, people are afraid to make him a martyr for racist people. On some level, mm-hmm. that they, they kill him, or if he dies for some reason, and some and they find out some black guy or black kid or whatever, is just gonna perpetuate this right this some stereotype or that people have these opinions or thoughts of black people have about black people. And so I think some people are afraid to do it or it, it hasn't happened or somebody it hasn't happened because of that reason. Um, it would take somebody Caucasian to do it for it to actually. And the guy that actually attempted to murder George Simmerman was a, a Caucasian. George has been moving dirt, like just nasty out here and again and, and ever since it happened auctioning off the gun and shit like just ridiculous. Yeah and then cool. like apparently he got arrested for beating his girlfriend or something like. He's been out here being all type of right. You can't and the thing is for somebody to defend him he's clearly not a good person Mm-mm. on any level. Not at all. He's a fucking trash human being. Yeah. And the fact that people can't see that and he's been arrested multiple times since this shit happened for various uh, acts of violence and stupidity and just being a fucker mm-hmm. like the fact that you can't see that he's a fucking bastard just it just it, it bothers me. And that's like also going back to the Amber Geiger case where I mean people were just uh, just pissed me off with the fact that all the black people like the judge you had the nerve to get off of your stand and come down and hug this woman and hand her a Bible. It it kind of makes black people look weak. It's not so, and this is the thing: black people, for our part, and just traditionally. We are too nice. And yes. what I mean by that is there's a long standing um, 
trauma to some extent mm-hmm. in black people from where, slavery yeah where and just not just slavery but just racism civil all that shit leading up until now where black people have spent so much time trying to get the acceptance of white people mm-hmm. that we are going to, we are willing to accept bullshit yep. from those same white people and the minimum amount of effort from those white people mm-hmm. and when we and so oh we're going to be more forgiving we're going and also and you can get into religion stuff i'm not going to go there but that also plays a role because you know black people tend to be they tend to be more like more super religious even than some of the white people sometimes mm-hmm. like super super religious when it comes to things and so they live by this whole idea of forgiveness and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I ain't got that. I, I'm I, I, not to that level. You kill my my sibling, my brother, my family member. Yeah. There's no fucking way I'm going to forgive you. Right. Um, yeah, I haven't not, even. I mean, I am a Christian, but I I'm definitely just, nowhere near like, that point. That's just not in my. No. Like, I, I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not something. I don't even know the men that killed my cousin. If I knew those men, like. Would I forgive them or have I forgiven them? No. I probably never will. I mean, and that's on some level I haven't. It's mm-hmm. um, because it's just, you took away my fucking family. Like, at the end of the day, it's just, you had no, and it's just, black people as a whole have been way too accepting a way we've lived in this idea of forgiving white people to make them move to our side and agree with us. But they're it's not. It's kind of like a P, trying to appease them or appeal to their humanity to get them to understand that you shouldn't hate me. Mm-hmm. They hate you because they can't, they want to control you. Yep. And the more you rise up and show them that you don't want to control, they also hate you because they realize that realistically we should be, we're, we, we're we should the be, power. We should be the power. Yeah. And they understand that and they're afraid of that. And so that's the reason why they've sub, they've, Subjugated us for so long on some level because or sent the FBI out to murder black leaders. They've literally been they've been afraid of black people since the beginning. Uprising, uprising against them and saying fuck this shit Mm -hmm. because they know if it ever happens, which is the reason why they've done things to separate black. uh, Like with the whole uh, crack epidemic. All these things they've done in our communities, Black Wall Street, all these different things um, that they've done to. um, For example, I've been watching um, Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And the first few, the first episode of Watchmen, they go back and they talk about the Tulsa massacre in 1921. A people don't know about it, and it was. I just, read about it in college. Yeah, so yeah. just they the white people just went through and killed all these people. All these black people, a whole town full of black people, all they killed. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like Rosewood. Like these these things have happened where you have these prosperous black communities that are doing nothing but doing fucking keeping to themselves, living their lives. And white people come and in. even, like, with the downfall of Detroit's um, Black Bottom. Black Bottom. All those things. And white people just come in. They say, fuck that. We don't want you guys to prosper. We're going to fuck this shit up. Mm-hmm. And that's, and so you can't... And even after all that trauma and all those things that they've done to take things from us and to take positions away from us, to take um, uh, positions away from us on some level and to keep us at a certain level and keep us in this mentality of fighting each other to get to a certain point... Instead of saying, fuck it, no, we need to chase them and get better than them. Right. It's this whole mindset that, no, 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 we need to be nice. We need to hug them. We need to we need to coddle them and, and get them to understand. Give them a bye. They should be able to see me and understand I'm a fucking human being just like them. Yep. My, my, the color of my skin 
does not change the fact that I'm a human being, does not make me, me being a black person does not mean I'm a feral fucking animal, does not mean I'm a fucking killer, mm-hmm. doesn't mean any of these things. And you have all these fucking, these, um, and the media doesn't help because all they do is show bad things that black people do and they don't show. It's, it and is they edit, they it's cut out stuff. to the things that actually happen because the reality is there are more white people, so that means more crime happens with them. Mm-hmm. But more, more than anything, you're going to see on the local news, these black people are shooting these other black people. Yep, yep. And that's the most you see in the white neighborhoods. Oh, this young kid gets an Amber Alert. This kid is missing. Or, so or opio epidemic. Or opioid. It's all this shit. But y'all, like, it's just... And it's always presented in a different way. The presentation for the opioid epidemic is never people getting dragged in the streets and beaten by the cops. Right. And, or, you know, it's all these negative stereotypes and these negative um, images that we've had to deal with from, a, from the standpoint of black people and seeing ourselves being portrayed as just these fucking feral animals who just can't get right and need white people to take and care of them. And even with all these school shootings, like, every time it's a white person, it's, oh, he, he came must, from a broken home, he's like, mentally unstable. Like, white privilege is a motherfucker. It because is. you were unstable or you you were... You know, and you never blame the parents who didn't know what was going on in their fucking home. Mm-hmm. You walk in, the, the cops walk in the room, there's bomb stuff everywhere. Oh, he was misunderstood. I can't believe it. Yeah. But black, when you said what? Black people, black? Muslim, anybody that's a minority, any, they're any, terrorists. It's a terrorist. You're, you're a criminal. You're perceived a certain way. And it's like. And they, I think Trump even said that in one of his speeches. Like when you talk about the Mexicans and how they're bringing nothing but drug dealers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this whole mindset that anybody that's not is fucking less white than human. and rich. Just white in general, though. But yeah, ooh, yeah, white, unfortunately, like, the rednecks aren't always rich. They just still hate black people. Yep. They think black people take shit from them when we don't have nothing to do with them. And they're fucking. They they're, they're racist because they want to be racist. They're, yeah. they're raised that way. They believe they believe they're above. Even though us. Trump kind of doesn't fuck with them, he but you know what okay. they thought he did. They, yeah. They he ran on this whole mindset of giving all these. These rednecks, these poor rednecks, all this stuff, he ain't done shit for them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Those same dumb fuckers are still gonna vote for him next year. Because they, they would do that rather than vote for a woman or vote for like it's just mm-hmm. it's just stupid. So like this whole idea of acquiescing to what you know, to trying to appease white people is just something that we've done for way too fucking long. Yeah. Because the reality is, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to plead with you. To understand that I am a fucking human being, right? And I don't deserve to get killed by a cop for, for moving or doing what you asked me to do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Or I just appeared. I'm a black man, so all of a sudden I'm threatening to you. Yeah, that shit's not right. And the fact that so many white people don't understand, and even when you explain it to them, some white people just don't get they it. Won't. They won't. They because of white privilege. It. They can't. They can't understand it. It's like um, I was watching the Meat Mill documentary and. Michael Rubin, who was the part owner um, of the Sixers, and he was saying how, you know, when Meek would tell me, like, no, it's two Americans, like, you just don't get it. He was like, no, nah, you're bullshit. I'm like, no. And when he finally actually got to see what was going on, he's like, what the fuck? How is that even right? Right. You know what's crazy when Robert Kraft is like, his fucking president is trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a lot. And Robert has been hanging around Meek too, too much, but AJ. <laughs> um, but... I at least appreciate the white people who can, um, at some point, shift their, uh, get to understand and see the other side and say, oh, shit. And a lot of times, I will say, some, especially the rich ones, mm-hmm. they don't see it, so they don't understand it. Right. It's, just, it, it's something they've never experienced. They don't understand. They've never seen it. So from their point of view, 
they don't, it's like, it's far below them. They don't, they's like, hey, I, I've never, what the fuck? How is this even right? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. At least if you can look at the situation, that's what I appreciate more than anything. And is there any white person who wants to be an ally? What we appreciate more than anything is as a person, as a fucking human being, if you can look at the situation and all the facts that are presented to you and look at that situation and say, damn, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up. Right. Um, speaking of which, I mean, speaking of, uh, and, and speaking of an example of where white people have just kind of, we've been just proportionately looked at as just fucking crazy. Um, so Michael Vick was recently named as a honorary Pro Bowl captain for the NFL Pro Bowl is coming up in, um, I think January, February, mm-hmm. something like that. People, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm looking at it now. Oh, wait. So, oh, never mind. So I know where you're going. This so, is the petition. 200, over 200,000 signatures. signatures. Um, a woman named, a woman named Joanna Linden. Yes, I'm going to call your name out, bitch. Um, Joanna, bitch. Um, started a petition on change.org calling on the league to strip Vic of the role. So far, 220,000 people have um, signed it. And this is what she said. Just saw this on Facebook and was absolutely disgusted. She wrote this on the petition plan um, page. When is the NFL going to take any responsibility for the behavior of its current and former players? To honor a man who has zero regard for animals is unacceptable and I would like to have to make sure he is not honored the 2020 NFL Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here's the thing. It's really rough. And, and this is kind of speaking to what I was just saying as a black man, when your life is viewed as less than what it would worth an animal. That's the first thing. A dog. There have literally been cops who have shot black men in the fucking street or choked black men in the street mm-hmm. to death. Rodney King. And went free. They asked. And starting there, even more recently, the fucking um, Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, fucking Eric Holder. All of these situations... Had, where, where black men have been killed in the street, unarmed black men have been killed in the street by cops, mm-hmm. white cops. And said white cop has gone gone free. Amber Geiger. Mm-hmm. The sentence she got was bullshit. Pretty much bull. And then they even, like, and then, uh, that was just, honestly, they they tried to bribe everybody, even people that were a part of the jury, because I told you I watched the interview with two of the people that were on the jury stand. One was black and one was white. And, of course, the excuses that they gave were bullshit because they were like, oh, this situation is far more different from the other black people getting it's shot not. by cops. No, it's not. You walk in the wrong apartment and you shot the, first, you shot the man because you thought it was threatening. Even if, even if a person comes in my house, mm-hmm. you don't, sh- like, first of all, you walked in his house. His apartment, first of all. It's not like mm-hmm. you walk in yours. Second of all, you just shot him. You didn't say, hey, Freeze, you're a cop. You're tough. It's not like you're a fucking um, a regular person. I can uh, I could probably understand more a regular person walking into that situation and shooting a person if they see you in my house. I can see that. You're a cop. You are taught to ask questions first, not shoot first. Mm-hmm. So I don't, that's bullshit. And you can't say you retired because you were just sexting right before you walked in. So it's not like you were oblivious or anything like that. You were fully alert. So it's bullshit. Um, but 
to see the dichotomy of how, or the dynamic of how black people are treated, their lives are treated as worthless and not the same value Mm -hmm. as these people who are so outraged after all of these years about Michael Vick and dog fighting. Also, just for you people who want to create this different narrative and have changed the story over the years, let's be clear. Mike never fought dogs. Right. His cousin ran the the fucking ring out of his house. Mike was never there. Mm -hmm. But because he owned the house and and he he didn't want to snitch, he took the fall instead of those other people taking the fall for it. So he looked out for his people in that because it was either that or snitch on them. He rather just, you know what, I'm just going to take this. And mm-hmm. he did. Um, he took ownership of that. So he stood up like a man and said, look, they were doing it in my house, so I'll take that. And he took it. He served his fucking time. He served 18 months. Yep. What the fuck else do you niggas want? It's fucking dogs. You, I don't see you fuckers having the same outrage about a man who either killed somebody. Mm-hmm. You niggas never said shit. I ain't seen you motherfuckers say shit about guys who have been in accidents. You shit, none of you motherfuckers have said the same thing about Ray, uh, uh, fucking Ben Roethlisberger, who was accused four fucking times of raping, um, um, sexually assaulting women. Yep. And I'm sorry, if you've been accused four times, nigga, you've done at least two of them. Exactly. Like there's, that's not some shit you just get keep you keep getting accused for and you innocent. That's what the whole... Uh, that is no fucking way uh, that you've just been accused of that shit four times and you've been... And you're innocent every time. There's no fucking way. Exactly. That's not some shit you just walk into. Oh, shit. No. You're doing some shit that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not seeing the same outrage when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger. I don't see the um, same outrage when it comes to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But because he fought dogs... And, and dogs, he's black. And he's a black man, and dogs were... Oh, my God, we got to protect our dogs. Yeah. look, up until four years ago, I didn't care about dogs, but even then, I want to see him die. But again, mm. he served his time. He served his 18 months as he was sentenced. He lost millions of dollars of money. What the fuck else do you want him to do? Right. He can live his life and move on just like anybody else who's going to jail. He did his fucking time. He's literally gone. He's done all the community service. He's talked to people. He's uh, up against dogfighting, all that shit. All this shit y'all wanted him to do. He kissed the ring. He did everything y'all wanted him to do. And yeah, it's still always Becky Tooch, uh, Becky, um, Becky, Joe no name. Bitch. Uh, Joanna, whatever your Joanna fucking name Lynn is. Joanna Lynn Bitch. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe. Oh my God. We're going to really, like, Michael Beck, like, seriously get honored by the NFL? Like, I am so outraged. Like, oh, wait. Oh, my God. Like, my, like he killed dogs like my Poopsie. Like, oh, my God. She's, I, she's, I love Poopsie. Like, she's such an amazing dog. I cannot <laughs> see her ever, hey. someone ever just having her fight. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so offended. But, I want you guys to sign this petition. I am so outraged. Fuck your outrage, bitch. But my thing is, is she's mad at that, but I just read an article that Casey Anthony, the, the white lady who murdered her daughter, um, is expecting twins. Again. White people have selective outrage. Yes, they do. For certain things. And they're not my cousins. If we look at the hierarchy of what black people, white people value as far as lives go, Mm -hmm. there are white people, right under white people, it's dogs. And way down the list, under probably ants, is black people Mm -hmm. based on their behavior. And I'm only basing this off the experience and all the things I've seen you white people do. And if you have a problem with me saying this, Come fight me. Mm-hmm. I'll be here. 
like that one time, the guy called me at my store. I was mad and tried to curse one of my employees out. And then said, I'm coming up there. I'm going to be up there in the great Corvette. I'll be there. All right, I'll be waiting. He never showed up. I'm still waiting on the nigga. Because he was mad. Come on. Mm-hmm. Fight me. Yep. So, um, fuck Joanna. Fuck George Zimmerman. Fuck Kid Rock. Bob. Fuck all racists of any, on any level. Or people that pretend, oh, because I have black friends, so I'm not racist. Fuck you, too. Oh, my too. God. All right. So another nigga that's been acting out. And this is not a racist thing. This is a... Ooh, yeah, because child... your So what is your definition of a legend? Uh, somebody who's made a mark or impact okay. on the world. Okay. So do you think Nipsey Hussle's a legend? I do. Do you think Biggie's a legend? Biggie? Yes. Of course. Apparently, WAC 100 is not. Oh, you're talking about Blueface's bitch-ass manager? Uh. WAC 100. First whack. of all, the nigga's name is WAC 100. That's a whack-ass nigga. That's like a, a whack-ass nigga. That's an oxymoron. You can't be <laughs> whack and 100. Like, yeah, I'm whack, but I'm 100. Are you 100% whack? Like, I'm confused I what think that he fucking is. means. He's like, very, very 100 I'm so confused. Whack. So, WAC 100 does not believe that Nipsey Hussle is a legend. He also doubled down and said he does not believe Biggie is a legend. Um, because and it could be because of his longevity, shit like that. I said he's but actually probably more face. of a legend. Yeah. He's probably more of a legend because of the fact that he made such an impact in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Biggie was twenty four when he died. Yep. The fact that he made he was he made that big an impact in his in the first four years of his twenties mm-hmm. that actually makes it actually adds to his legend. The same with Tupac. Yep. So you can't say that Nipsey is not a, a, a legend. And he said it was because he died that y'all think he's a legend. No, niggas was giving him applause before he died. Yeah. It, it, you know, niggas was giving him applause before that. And the reason the reason those people outpoured that love is because he died. They looked, they admired him so much. Because you don't just say, oh shit, he died. Guess what? Paul Walker died. Nobody was marching for him. Except Tyrese. <laughs> nobody was in the streets marching. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody went online and bought all Paul... Um, Paul Walker and Paul Fast Walker and the Furious gear. And nobody bought his merch. Like... You just heard you Tyrese rambling the bitch. six months to get the shit out ordered from the fucking Marathon Clothing Company. Oh, Because they were really? such... Yeah, because they were so back-ordered. Yeah. When, they, when that, all that shit happened. But did they, they close the shop they down? They closed the store because they had to catch up on so many orders. Yeah. It took me six months to get that shit. Mm-hmm. Six months. Well worth it. Yeah. But I, and I, and I'm, I, I'm glad I was able to contribute... But none of that shit, like, you can't say, like, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yes. But I'm also entitled to call you a fucking fool when you say some stupid shit. Exactly. Like you said, Biggie is not a legend. Is a, yeah, is he, the he, biggest he's dumb shit. probably smoking crap. But again, your name is Whack. 100. 100. And you manage an artist like Blueface. Blueface, you know how Detroit niggas always are chasing the beat? Mm-hmm. Blueface don't even know what zip code to beat is it. <laughs> That's a good one. Blueface literally does spoken word or just be talking to his niggas like, yeah, yeah, my name Blueface. Fuck bitches and hoes and shit. Yeah, I fucked this bitch the other night. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, you got a beat? Just put shit on it. It's fine. No, the beat I ain't playing. You don't I know. Even know what the beat is. There is no beat. beat. There's no beat. Literally, is oh. no beat. He just talking. They record that shit. But oh, you got a beat? Put it on. Go ahead, put it on beat. No matter if it match. Oh, the beat came at eighty nine. No, I, just, I was talking past on that. Oh, here, uh. put it on there. Fucking blue face. Nigga who manages the blue face cannot then tell be the person who judges who's a legend. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you can't be that nigga. No, because you have no judgment of talent. 
Exactly. If so you're, I can't take if you. If your whack ass one hundred is, I, yeah, I can't take. Jesus. Is it whack one hundred? Newport one hundred? I don't know. Newport. <laughs> the fuck. The Paul Malls. <laughs> whack one hundred. <coughs> your dumbass name. Fuck you. This is exactly why music needs to be saved because of All right. like whack so. one hundred. <sighs> All right. Clifford Harris. Oh, T.I., what have you done, Dallas, now? All right, so a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, we, mm-hmm. we talked about T.I. and his comments regarding his daughter mm-hmm. um, and checking her hymen and blah, blah, blah. To make sure she's so, not having sex. Did, basically. So he was summoned to the red table yep. um, with Jada and her mom. Love that show. Um, well, Great it was show. not there, and they, warned, they said, you probably glad she's not here. <laughs> um... And during the interview, T.I. said he did not know what patriarchy was. Now. I'm sorry, the intelligent expeditiously. Uh, 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 don't jump the shark. Don't jump. Don't uh, bury, you're burying the lead. You're burying the lead. Okay, okay, okay. T.I. said he did not know what patriarchy is. Specifically, male patriarchy. Mm. So I'm going to read this definition for you guys who don't know. Mm-hmm. Please do, too. Patriarchy system of society or government in which the father or eldest male is head of the family and descent is traced through the male line, blah, blah, blah. Now, that is the formal definition. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what it means is the men are the dominants and they are the ones that matter. So, for example, if you look back in the day, a woman could never be the one to carry on the bloodline. It was always the man. The man could, the, if, the, if the woman was next in line, the woman could never be next in line. It had to be a man. The man always was looking to have a male son. If he have, couldn't have a male son, there was no one to carry on the bloodline. Even if that woman had kids, if she like it was it was always this thing where the man had to be it had to be a man. It could not be a woman. Blah 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 blah. Mm. Um, and more modern times, we've looked at male patriarchy. It is just this mindset of men are superior to women. Essentially, men own women. Women are property from men. Women are subservient mm. or or um, to women. Now, one of the things that was um, interesting about it is that um, Tiny was there. Yes, I did see that. Um, and the thing about it is, you, we, I, I guess I'm not really surprised. I'm surprised on the level that this nigga used so many damn big words, you don't know what patriarchy means? Right, that's what I'm saying. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, he has spoke to previously his um, feelings about Tiny. When him and Tiny, and Tiny were going through things, he was cheating. Mm-hmm. And the whole Floyd Mayweather Basically, incident. Basically, he had a problem with her doing the same shit she was doing. He was yep. Doing. Oh, I can go do what the fuck I want, mm-hmm. but you are the woman, so you can't do that. I you are I am expected you are I'm, you are expected to sit at home and just wait for me to um go fuck whoever as long as I come home. Yep. Even if I don't come home, douchebag. Um, lost a lot of respect for you. Uh, and, and this is an old example. So years ago, long, long, long time ago, one of, my, one of my closest friends years ago, she was um, she was in a relationship. Her her her, her boyfriend at the time went to school in Alabama. Mm-hmm. He was in pre med, going to school in Alabama. Um, she was still up here, and so at some point during this period, he said, "Okay, well." For the next year, I'm not coming back to Detroit. I'm not coming home at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be gone for basically a whole year. So he said, because of that, I think we should see other people. Now, she never agreed to this, That was, but that was his, his thought. 
I think you might have told me about this. So what happened was, and it wasn't even like maybe two or three days after, this nigga was already going out with other chicks. Probably that same night. It could have been. So whatever the case may be, she still was kind of sitting there, kind of waiting for him to get his life, like figure it out, like kind of sitting by. I remember we having a conversation. I'm like, like he's out there doing what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And and at some point you gonna have to like say, look, I'm just gonna sit here and wait for him to figure out his life, or you gonna not sit here and wait for him because ultimately he's gonna do what he gonna do either way. And clearly, clearly he's obviously doing that because it it it's, it took a cup of coffee from the start dating. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, is a guy that used to have a crush on her when they were in high school, like like really a heavy crush to the point when I was a manager at Best Buy, he was one. He worked there, mm-hmm. and when he found out I knew her, he would ask me about her. Wow. Because they were friends and whatever. And he went away. At some point, he went away to the Navy, came back. Mm-hmm. So there was a point where her and him were hanging out. Just hanging out. And I remember telling her at some point, because y'all been spending a lot of time together, you need to watch it because at some point, he either, he may get the wrong idea or you may start catching feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's exact. And so that happened. So when old dude, who, mind you, has been dating other people in Alabama, when he found out that she was spending time with another dude, oh, here he come. He run back to Detroit. Oh, shit. Nah, you can't. Nah, I'm trying to get my relationship back. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. So eventually, after that, they got back together. She eventually moved to Alabama with him to be close to him. Mm-hmm. Well, you understand that every chance, like every time she wanted to go out, hang out, do anything, he, every once in a while, he wanted to throw shade. Are you gonna step on me like you did with that other nigga? Like we, we, oh. or like when she said, he said, "I love you." Like you don't love me, and you if you did, you wouldn't start spending time with the other dude. Oh like, like nigga, really? So it's this whole thing where guys have this thing where it's I can do what the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. Yeah. The same shit you say to a kid. That's how some guys look at their women. Um, one of my friends, he before he got married, and him and his girl was together for years. Are you talking married. about yeah, evil brother? No, okay, no, okay, no, 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 nobody, no, no. It's okay. one of my other friends. So, one of my friends years ago, this is before he got married. He, um, he, uh, him and his girl had been together for like five years. At some, but she, it, it gets to the point where she was giving him, kind of giving him a lot of hints about marriage. And he was okay with that, but then she started, he was like, I'm cool with the hands, but when you start putting the size on the ring, it's like, I could want to buy you a million dollar ring, I'm not going to afford it. Like, kind of, that was his mindset. Mm-hmm. So at some point, they broke up. She moved out and got her own place. And he proceeded to have the biggest whore summer I've ever seen in my life. When I tell you, this nigga was a whore to the whore degree. Like, the biggest whore. Whore, 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 whore. Like whore and hoarders, like whore, whore, whore. To the point where he probably got an STD. No, 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 like that, like that. Oh, okay. Like to the point where he was getting hair from a customer in our parking lot at work. Oh my god! Like customers, because he does like to be shit on the, Like it was like girls was always trying to get in before that, so it just made it work. And now he actually single. Mm-hmm. So he can actually entertain this shit. It was crazy. I remember one time he called me one night because some chick that met him off of his model page um, on Model Mayhem or whatever that shit was. Mm-hmm. She was trying to come visit him from like Mount Pleasant or some shit, or Mesquite or something like that. Oh, she my got lost. He was like, Can you, I can, you know what she's going to do? I don't know. I have no idea where the fuck she is. She got lost in the way or some shit. 
Whatever he had to do. Uh huh. The only rule he had was they couldn't, they couldn't like see, it couldn't be in his bedroom because that was her bed. So if he did any dirty, it wasn't gonna be in that room. Uh, basically. Okay. And he would tell me like, you know, at some point I'm gonna get back. Like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get through this little situation, and I'm gonna start weighing off these women, and then me and her gonna get back, and I'm probably gonna propose like around squeeze there, some shit was his plan. I remember when he was talking one day, he was like, you know, it's crazy because I'm doing all this shit right now. And in my mind, I'm like, I'd be wanting to hunt that, but what, is she, what the fuck is she doing? Like, if I'm doing all this, what the fuck is she doing? Like, that's the fear. Because it's always the fear of, like, I can do all this shit. I can fuck every hole I see. But I don't want her to do that shit. And it's just this, this control thing that men have. Some men have where it's like, oh, I can go do what the fuck I want, but I don't want you doing that shit. And it's like, no, nigga, you don't own her. Mm-mm. You have no, like, she's not your property. She is not your fucking child. Um, either she is, you're, she's only your child up to a certain point, nigga. Right. Like, this whole mindset that men control women, it's just, it's crazy to me, and this whole ownership mentality. Mm-hmm. And so for him to say he doesn't understand what patriarchy means, uh, patriarchy I means, think he was bullshitting, to be honest. No, he didn't. I, I, I'm pretty sure he, he don't know. That he doesn't know what it is makes it makes him sound because you can't be the guy like that and know what it is. I mean, if he does know what it is, he can just hey, he, if he does, he does. Um, but I think it's being honest, but it also speaks to it again because again, he's he's because he had made a comment on his his podcast about Tiny How that little sex box of yours belongs to me, some type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, yeah, what? oh yeah, she gave him that look like, like nigga, nigga, what the what? fuck, dog? Who the fuck? That's your wife, nigga. And you are her sex box. Really? Yeah. That is your wife. There's a lot that we your have to Your fucking blame. wife. There's a lot of things There is that no we, woman we in the world you should hold higher, in higher regard than your wife. Mm-hmm. Even if your mother is to an extent, but that's a different regard. Right. But your wife should come first, nigga. And the fact that you you could literally diminish your wife to her sex box, as you put it, nigga. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck are you, you fucking barbarian? <laughs> you fucking caveman. Uh, I'm gonna uh, start calling you Uga. Uga, Uga, Uga. Fucking dumb fucking nigga. Well, I, there was like this sort of back and forth debate I did with like a group of people, what was it, a few days ago on Facebook because... Um, Somebody made this post where they were basically saying, like, uh, we need to basically do better at telling men on how to treat a woman. And, of course, here come these men, like, that be y'all females because y'all don't know what y'all want and y'all nag too much and y'all y'all come out here hoeing and fucking around and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is the problem. We are talking about you guys and how you need to do better. But instead of taking it for what it is, you want to try and place the blame on women and saying, well, this is what you women do wrong. And this is why us men behave the way that we behave, because you women don't act right. I'm um, sick and tired. Of we're actually going <laughs> to what? This is going to be a lot of calling men on their bullshit in the next couple topics. Yep. Um, and you're right. I, what I what frustrates me is when men when a woman says she's fed up with something or she's frustrated with something, the first thing men do is they say, "Well, y'all do this or y'all do that or why you always why you generalizing or why you doing it blah 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 blah." So for example, mm-hmm. getting to my on point and I'm gonna look for this post that I saw. Is it about the girl in Chicago? I don't know what that is. 
Uh, okay, so apparently there was a girl in Chicago. She was a college student that was raped and slaughtered because a guy was basically like catcalling her, and she ignored it. And that's so he, that's that's part of it. That is that is one of the topics. This is not. This is not. I'm gonna get to that though. We're definitely gonna get to that. Okay. All right. So here's the post. Why do some women think a compliment equals flirting or sweet talking? 60% of the time, brothers don't even want y'all like that. As much as y'all get hit on, y'all should know the difference between flirting and a simple compliment. Some brothers were oh, okay. some brothers were ways with manners and know how to be. Okay, general. you yeah. make your point because I'm gonna say something about that, but you can go ahead and um Okay. As I twist my hair in my hand. <laughs> As a man, you can't say that. And the reason you can't say that as a man is because you're speaking from your point of view of what your intentions are, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yep. That's first thing. You just told on yourself, you basically. Just, you're speaking from your... So, first and foremost, if your intentions are pure when you give a woman a compliment, that's fine. Mm-hmm. The fact that you went on this rant about it tells me that that's not the case, yep. first of all. No. Nope. Second of all... You said sixty percent of the time men do not want y'all like that. That is bullshit. Exactly. That is bullshit. Who, who made up that damn ratio? That is bullshit. Where are you getting your research from? That is from? bullshit. Because from your that's again from your point of view, from your skewed point of view, mm-hmm. because you are not the woman. Because the thing is, you contradicted yourself. Because you said sixty percent of the time men brothers don't want y'all like that. And as much as y'all get hit on, y'all should know the difference. Exactly. No, they don't, because guess what? 98, 99.9% of the time, every dude they meet is trying to fuck them. Exactly. And that's the thing y'all don't seem to understand. Women get hit on so much, so much. it is hard to tell the difference when a guy is... At, it's actually harder, because it's hard to tell when a guy is genuine, because mm-hmm. so, so few of them are. Because even if a dude approach you on some genuine shit... Nine times out of ten, that is still uh, in, is him trying to get in. So eventually, he can fuck you. Exactly. You can say that, but most guys do not approach women with the mindset of being their friend. Mm-mm. That is not how that happens. It's just not. I will tell you, most people who become friends with a female or a person the opposite sex, it didn't. Some most of the time, it probably didn't start that way. Right. It may have started with y'all trying to date. And then y'all realize, you know what? We are just better as friends. Mm-hmm. Or y'all met each other through somebody. Y'all might have met in school. Like, things like that. It is very rare. I don't, I've never known the time. I've never seen a guy approach a woman and say, yeah, you know what? I want to be her friend. I'm going to go talk to her. I'm going to go get her a compliment. Nigga, no. That's not how that shit works. That's not how that shit happens. It has never fucking happened. It just never fucking happened. You've never seen a woman in the street and said, damn, she look good as hell. I'm going to go be her friend. <laughs> I don't want to fuck her. Uh, I don't want to see her naked. I don't no. want to do none of that. Uh, I just want to be her <laughs> best friend. I want her to talk to me about her men problems. Yeah. I want to be her bestie. I want to hang out with no sexual tension. I want to just, I want to be her Milk best Oreos. fucking friend. Popcorn. We can eat ice cream and watch movies and not chill. Like, we can actually watch the movie. Yeah. Like, this the shit. No Netflix and shit. There, what the fuck ever, nigga. Any nigga that says that shit is a Bullshit. goddamn 
lie. Unless you so gag. again, if your intention is to just give a woman a compliment, that is fine. Mm-hmm. But you cannot be mad if a woman thinks you're trying to hit because every other nigga they meet is probably trying to hit. Exactly. So how would they know one way or the other? Because every other nigga that gives them a compliment wants to get in their fucking pants. Mm-hmm. So if as a as a and also from a men's perspective, a guy really can't say that shit because men are the worst at telling when somebody's flirting with them. Exactly. That's why guys get themselves in trouble all the time mm-hmm. because their girl will always know when a girl's flirting. We do. Even we do. if the guy don't know that a girl's flirting. Yep. Girl, tap you. What's up? She being too nice. Yep. What we talking about? She's she's saying no. She was. I think Aisha Curry brought that up when uh, I was watching the episode of Red Table Talk uh, because, like, with Steph, he's a very outgoing guy. Well, that was all that show. Shit, they kill they kill her for that shit. But yeah, every girl, guys are just oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. Guys are oblivious and. It's just, that's what they are. So, as a guy, a guy who can never, most guys cannot tell, ever tell when a girl is flirting with them. Yep. So, for a guy to say that is just the most asinine shit I've ever heard in my life. Because, again, as a guy, you can't say what a woman should or shouldn't know. Because, again, you don't have, you don't experience what she experienced on any given day. And then, speaking to what you're talking about, a girl literally just got killed for ignoring a guy's fucking advances because he was catcalling her. Mm-hmm. So when women get hit on like that and they, they hear this shit on a daily fucking basis, when they're not, and, and even, and don't even be a day when they dressed up. They ain't dressed up, they ain't dialed up, they in sweats, they got a fucking ponytail, no money, no fucking makeup, and they still got niggas trying to get anything. Exactly. So it don't fucking matter. So that is their life. That is what they experience on a given day is niggas always trying to get in their fucking pants. So you can't say 60% of the time the guys don't want nothing because that is a fucking lie because guess what? 99% of the time niggas want something. Mm -hmm. So, and you can speak to it better than me because you're a woman. Just, I just don't understand how any, and and, and thankfully the people on his page got him together about this shit because it just sounded dumb. Even his girlfriend. Was this somebody on your Facebook friend? On my Facebook, and his girlfriend even called. I'm like, no, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, nigga, you can't even tell what somebody's front of you. So how do you think women feel? Exactly. And every nigga we meet probably has the potential to try and get my pants. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rough as a woman because the reality is niggas are strong as you can get your pants. Yeah. Like, like I said, I've never, in a, I've never in my 37 years of living, I have never once been out with my friends or seen a guy approach a woman on some. I just want to be her friend. <laughs> and if well, I've with ever that, uh, heard that a, Denzel Mag Daddy mode, <laughs> if I've ever heard the word friend mentioned, it's been in some game where a girl be like, "Yo, I got a man. Oh, you can't have friends." Or oh, oh, or, that's or, the classic line. Or it was a fucking song. I got a man. What your man got to do, do with me? I got a man. I, like, I ain't trying to hear that. See, like, I, what the fuck? Like, <sighs> it's our it's our culture. Niggas is. Niggas are oblivious. Yeah. Because and because this is the thing. Niggas always... It's just like whenever a woman posts something about how they're tired of men doing this or tired of men doing that. The first thing men do... But what you well, I'm doing? not... Well, no, I'm, not, I'm not that. I'm not that guy. I know plenty of guys. Nigga, you know your circle. Your circle is yes. small as hell yes. to the percentage of the men in the fucking world. Uh-huh. So you can know 30 other niggas. I literally... I can guarantee you... <laughs> 
If you know 30 niggas, you know at least 16 ain't shit niggas in that group. Yep. If not more. Uh, it's funny that you mention that because I literally just got into it with some dude. Um, this is probably going to be discussed on Lux Talk when we record tomorrow. Uh, but basically the post was is that um, in order for a relationship to work, men have to be more in love with the woman. I saw that post. Yeah. So basically, of course, the guy that I was going back and forth with, he, you know, because my point that I was trying to make was that he basically was saying that over 70% of relationships fell in this due to the lack for the woman because she's nagging or she's never happy or she's always complaining about something. And I said, no, nine times out of ten, it's because of something that you men have done. Here's the thing. The issue I have with men who say shit like that is this. Niggas love to focus on what a woman is done, is doing, or how she reacts to things, but they never ever focus on what what the cause of that reaction was. Exactly. A woman is not just not there, there again, there are some women who are just mean and they can be that way. Right. But 90 percent, 99, 98, whatever the percentage is, the majority of the time, a woman is just not nagging you for the sake of nagging you. Mm-hmm. She is not mad at you for the sake of being mad at you. You did something, nigga. Mm-hmm. You did something either. If, if a woman doesn't distrust you because she, um, just for the sake of it, you did something to make her question her trust in you. You did something to make her nag you. You did something to piss her off. You did something to make her upset or depressed or upset or hurt because either you didn't acknowledge something, you forgot something, you said something inappropriate or defensive or disheartening. You did something. Mm-hmm. Again, nobody is perfect. The problem is when men fuck up, they don't men, never men acknowledge spend so much it. trying trying to cape up for men and what they do or what they don't do that they never acknowledge the shit that they fuck up on. And that is my issue. Because that is the reason why no niggas, niggas never get right. This is the reason why niggas can send the man to take the man make the same mistake. That's how you get to a point where a nigga is so, is so, such a fucking ego driven that he shoots a woman that don't acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. It's no different than when I used to see niggas out and they, they grab a chick by the arm. Hey, you. Hey, chick. Oh, hey, I will cuss hey, a stop. nigga out oh, that does oh, it to oh, me. Oh, oh, oh. And then, and then she walked past whatever girl, ignore your cat call. Well, fuck you. You wasn't even that funny. And nigga, she was five seconds ago when you did when she before she ignored your ass. She don't want to bother. Mm-hmm. Every chick don't want to hear your shit. And Every we have chick, that right. And to. you are not entitled to her fucking attention. Exactly. You are, not, and this is the thing. As a man, a woman don't a woman don't owe you shit. Nope, not they at all. They owe you a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I had this conversation with my barber. Um, because we had this whole conversation about. If you take a chick out, she owe you something. Yeah, you, know? you told me that kind of No, she don't. No. No woman owes you shit. I don't give a fuck if you spend $10,000 on her today. Mm-hmm. Show you a goddamn thing. Because guess what? You chose to spend that money. Yep. Now, if, you, if she's a hooker, you pay her for that money, that's totally that's different. That's right. Because that's, <laughs> that's what that she do. That's, that's what her. she do. But if you decided, you decided, you know what? I want to buy you this bag. Or I want to buy you these shoes. I want to buy you this. Or I want to buy you that. Most niggas who are doing that are probably doing it with the assumption that they're going to get something in return. Mm-hmm. Nigga, a relationship or dating should not be transactional. Yep. And that is the problem, is that niggas live on transaction and they have this mindset that, oh, if I do this, you owe yep. me this. And again, a woman don't owe you shit. But, um... So the point I was going to make, too, from earlier is that uh, with that also being an issue, the other issue is the lack of male accountability because it was another post that I saw 
uh, basically where, poor, of course, half of the people were blaming the woman instead. And I, I kind of had to explain it to people where I think that the post, because it was the post that was saying, like, we need to teach men how to to understand that when a woman says no, she means no, and she doesn't owe you anything. And I was saying, like, because we see too many posts on how we teach women to do all these things to avoid being in a situation where a man takes advantage of them, but we need to start seeing more posts where we're telling men, hey, keep your dick in your pants. If she says no, no means no, or don't go and kill this girl because your ego's fucking hurt or you have low self-esteem. It just, I, I'm just, we need to see more accountability uphold against the and men. That's the thing. There's too many men who don't hold themselves accountable and they don't hold their, their fellow men accountable. Exactly. They don't call men on their bullshit. That's the reason why, because I, got, I remember years ago, my sister posted something about black men are trash. Something like that. Yeah, you, uh, we had that discussion. I remember, I remember that. you said and that. All the niggas that responded, mm-hmm. like, you generalize, I ain't, I'm good. I'm a good man. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I ain't me. <laughs> Y'all niggas spend so much time defending yourself. Yes. And instead of asking the question, why does she feel that way? Mm-hmm. What is she experienced from black men or men in general that has made her feel like these niggas is trash? Because that's the thing. Guys never care about the trauma a woman went through unless it benefits them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask about what you've been through and say, it's like, oh, I'm trying to get, oh, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get to know you. I'm trying to get in your pants. Oh, so... Know what happened with you? You know, oh damn, that's going through your ex. Damn, sorry to hear that. I ain't yeah. like him, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I that's never, a classic. I would never do that shit. Like, I was, like he was lucky to have you. What the fuck was he thinking? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of shit is the that's the one a nigga care about what you've been through, what how you experienced. No guy ever, as a man, as some you know how and is going back to what I was saying about the genuine part of approaching a woman. If you want to truly be genuine to a woman, mm-hmm. ask her about how she's feeling or what she's dealing with or what she's been through yep. without the expectation that you're going to get head in return for asking. Yep. Stop ex- expecting that if you ask a question or you lend the ear, ear that you're automatically on old sex or mm-hmm. with a woman's attention because guess what? Nobody owes you shit and especially... So that is a punch. That is a punch. Um, not sure why it stopped recording. But we are back, mm-hmm. you motherfuckers. Um, but no, just like I was saying, like I just guys have to stop. Guys go into these situations where they have all these expectations of women, and they they want to they only want to offer what they can offer to get what they want in return. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you can't go into a relationship or a dating situation without the expectation, of, look. And if, if and my thing is this: if you're upfront, upfront, like yo. I'm not trying to... I'm, tr- I'm just trying to hit. Yep. Someone will respect that. Yeah. They can say, hey, I'm just trying to hit and then call it a day. If that's what y'all want to do, mm-hmm. more power to you. Right. But if you go in with the mindset on... If you have... My sister talks about this all the time. Don't come treat me like a girlfriend if you're not trying to be my man. Exactly. Don't come trying to do boyfriend shit with me and trying to keep me away from other niggas and shit mm-hmm. when you ain't trying to... You ain't trying to hold it down. You ain't trying to wife me or none of that shit. You just want, but you want to keep me for other niggas. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be my man, but you don't want me that. You don't want nobody else to be my man either. Like that shit is not cool. Like niggas do that shit all the time, and it's like, dog, she don't let her let her be free, nigga. Yeah. Like not, she, a woman does not deserve to waste her time with your punk ass because you don't you don't you ain't ready for a relationship. Well, if you ain't ready for a relationship, 
Let her go. Right. Because she might be. And if she's ready, she, there's no, it's, it's not fair for her to have to sit and wait for you to figure your life out. Exactly. Because too many of you niggas, because too many niggas wait till y'all 40 and talking about, yeah, now I'm ready to settle down. Yeah, they still don't be ready at 40. I know a couple of your dumb ass niggas. dog. Like, this is stupid, but... Yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. And again, like I, like I said, it's just not for a dude to tell a woman that she should know when a guy is being flirtation or not because every nigga they meet is trying to get in their pants. So there's, it's damn near impossible to tell. And he sounds like a, a dude whose ego is completely bruised because, number one, half of you dudes is like when a, a girl, she makes a post that has absolutely nothing to do with sex or anything, you commenting like, good morning, beautiful queen, or good... I, I literally have this one dude, like, literally, it does not matter what I post. He always posts under there, great risings, beautiful, and I ignore him. And he still does it, and it's just like, when don't uh, you... you got a simp on your page. What? You got a simp on your page. A what? A simp. Please explain to the people and me what a simp is. A simp is what they call, like, dudes like Drake, or they like the dude... Um, somebody posted a joke a few years ago, like, um, somebody said Drake the um, uh, he can't love you like I love you type nigga that's kind of like uh, they was talking about that when Drake was taking everybody in, a girl like back when him and Chris Brown was beefing because he uh, started he uh, flew out uh, oh about Rihanna no it was what's her name um, Karachi Kukaraku whatever her name is Karachi Karuchi Karuchi yeah, yeah when Karachi. he flew her out to Toronto or some shit and mm-hmm. right after and like Chris Brown was, he, 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 uh, he ranted about that shit or some shit yeah it's like this is a good Drake ticket. Everybody chick. Like it's like he kind of he probably say Drake time nigga being a chick DM talking about yeah like, you know, I, he can't treat you like me baby, <laughs> baby. like old R and B songs like yeah, yeah man your other man can't do you like I do you baby he can't he can't he can't do it like me like I, I just I want to take you around the world girl yeah just you know join you know lead that zero and get with a hero like some dumb shit like that. <laughs> That's how I imagine Drake is sometimes. Because he do, like, he's that type of nigga. Like, nah, man, he, he just don't love you and support you the way I can. You know, I hold you down for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I rub your feet after a long day at work. Like, just dumb shit. That's the kind of shit I just think Drake would do. Like, this, this, this. He likes too, so you expect. Oh, stop. Don't don't you dare do that. But, uh, no, another point I wanted to make, too, is that men, you need to do better at teaching these men on how to be a man and how to treat a woman. Stop with this whole, okay, well, if a woman knew how to carry herself like a lady and she wasn't acting like a hoe, then maybe she wouldn't have put herself in that situation with the dude and blah, blah, blah this and blah, blah, blah that. No. How about you teach a goddamn man that you respect a woman? If she says no, let her be. You spoke about accountability earlier. Mm-hmm. Accountability. I'm big on accountability. I'm huge. I preach it to my employees. I'm really huge on accountability. Um, and accountability when it comes to men. My my friends, my brothers, we hold people. We, we hold each other accountable, and we would never abide by um, one of us mistreating um, a woman on any level. They're just not some shit we would allow. Mm-hmm. Um, because shit, we've actually excommunicated niggas for that reason. Like that's not some shit we gonna like. You just not that's just not gonna fly with us. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, you you're not gonna mistreat a woman. You're not gonna mistreat your kids. That shit's just not gonna fly around us. Right. Um, and that accountability is big. And a lot of dudes are so busy making excuses and trying to prove to a woman or prove to women 
Because it's like what happens is that when a chick posts a, a post some shit about how she mad or she hurt or she mad at niggas in general or she mad about men, all these niggas are, and this actually speaks to the, the comment the thing we talked about earlier with the flirting thing. This speaks to it because all them niggas is commenting, trying to say, oh, damn, what's going on? And all them niggas is trying to comment <laughs> or saying, yeah, but I'm not like them. Or, yes. All them niggas is trying to stand out because they're trying to be her next nigga. Uh-huh. They not worried about what she talking about. No, they don't not at all. They don't what she going through. They don't give a damn that she upset. All they seeing is, damn, she must be single, single. now. Let me see. Let this me, is my let chance. Me, let, me, let, me, let me shoot my shot. Yeah. Let me try to be the most... Let me I'm show the most sympathy... And be empathetic and let her see that I'm here to listen uh-huh. and lend an ear. She can crown my shoulders yeah, I and think, she can get in my bed. Like, that's was, what these niggas thinking. Yeah, no, well, that, that whole situation, you know, the situation that happened a couple of years ago, I had a dude literally, because I, I was going through that period where I was just posting random shit because I was angry, I was hurt, I was bitter. And I get a random inbox from this dude I, I probably have never talked to a day in my life, but he was just some random Facebook friend, and he's just like, oh, man, I, uh, you, you must have just, you know... Lost your dude. Like, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, I'm a nice guy, and if you just give me a chance, and I'm like, nigga, what? Like, now look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna front. I've been guilty of that shit in the past. Uh huh. I'm not gonna lie. I've done this shit. I definitely did that shit when I was younger. Mm-hmm. That's, but you know, and it's, I, I've done that shit. As far as when a girl says she's single, I've def- if it's a shit I've been in, like a shit I've been kind of like, yo, if she wasn't single, if she was single. I've definitely been that dude to comment on some shit for sure. Mm-hmm. I've done this shit in the past, but damn sure I'm not gonna front and say I haven't. Um, and you know, but I know me. I'm not a nigga that's just like. First and foremost, if I comment, I'm actually caring about if you're okay. Mm-hmm. My comment is never gonna be damn. You, can, I'm sorry you went through that. <laughs> you hit that Drake but, uh, sip like, but, come you on, man. You know, <laughs> he can't love you like you I know, love you. You give me a chance. It's never gonna be about that. If I've ever done it, it's always first and foremost. If you need to talk about what you're dealing with, then fine. Because ultimately, my first thing is, are you okay? Mm-hmm. If you generally care and want to actually get to know a person, first and foremost, if you don't give a damn about how they feel, that to me proves that you don't give a, you don't really want to know them. You just want to know them on a superficial level. Mm-hmm. As long as far as it, much as it's going to benefit you to know them on that level. That's it. Right. But if your first question ain't trying to see, okay, hey, if you need to talk or anything or if there's something, if, you know, whatever, you need to vent or whatever... Like, if you're not at least offering an ear on that level, then to my, in my mind, you really don't give a fuck. Right. It, but your first inkling is to just throw you, shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, nobody wants to jump right into some shit after they've been through some shit. And nobody ever takes consideration for that shit. Nope. I just went through a breakup. I'm probably still hurting about what, how it went down. And the first thing you niggas in my inbox doing is trying to hit or trying to get exactly. out. Nigga, I don't need to do that. Now, some chicks do that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if a chick is showing you, telling us you hurt, and she posting about that shit, your first thought shouldn't be, well, damn, I should probably shoot my shot now and see if it, um, I can take her out or I can get her to come over or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. If you really trying to get to know her on some real shit, either say, hey, look, look, and I, I'm not going to give y'all niggas no game. Actually, you know what? I'll tell y'all. What you could do, and this is for you niggas, this is some advice. If you are genuinely interested in the woman, now if you just starting to hit, this is not for you niggas. If you are genuinely interested in a woman who recently got out of a relationship and you don't want to waste time in at least expressing your interest, your interest, first of all, should be genuine. That's the first thing. And this is a freebie. I'll give y'all a freebie. And this is really just human shit. It's not anything special. This is just a, being a fucking human. Mm-hmm. So, if 
you are interested in a woman, you know the smart thing to do, or if you're truly interested in her and getting to know her, which your thought should be, which your thing, which you should do. This is the advice. Whether you niggas take it, don't know. If you want to shoot a shot, reach out to her. It's an inbox or comment, whatever. Say, and you can say something along the lines of, you know, I'm sorry you're going through whatever, you know, the breakup, whatever. I'm sorry to hear about your breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really trying to, like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, like, take on a date or anything right away or anything like that to that effect. And you don't necessarily have to say that, but right. you can say, if you ever need to talk or anything, I'm not trying to take you on a date or anything, but if you ever need to talk about anything or vent, I'm willing to live it, lend an ear. And just leave it at that. You show that you have some interest on, first of all, you show her on some level you care about her or at least care about how she's feeling, and it's not, yo, let me take you out. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, at least, at least acknowledge that I'm going through something. And maybe that comes from my customer service background, who I know how to, is why I, I think about those things. Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing I'm open to customer. I'm acknowledge that, hey, if you call me, you get on my phone and tell me you frustrated or you upset, or you're angry, I at least have to say, well, damn, I'm sorry that you, you know, I'm sorry that you're feeling that way. Right. We're taught that, you know. Sh- like, it's an empathetic thing. And it's mm. common fucking yes. sense. It's of fucking course. common sense. But a lot of people, lot of people don't, don't have, have common, common sense. sense. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah. And also, um, just as you spoke to a, another thing that came up, it was, uh, I think it was, um, I can't remember her name. It was some singer. And she was talking about how her, her fiance, her husband, whoever it is, um, I guess people are not allowing their, their significant other to have uh, female friends, her husband or whatever, or fiance. Who was that? I just. Um, was it? Uh, it was wasn't the rules X. Who? Wasn't it just the rules X? No. Uh uh uh. Oh, I just read that article last freaking week. Oh, now you're. Uh, this is gonna burn a hole in my soul. Cause I know exactly who said. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, was it Jordan Sparks? That's what I'm saying. It was Jason Derulo's ex. Oh, J- oh. You, you said that so fast. I was like, her, her, yeah, Derulo, yeah, no, I said, Jordan Sparks. I said Derulo instead of Jason and Derulo. Yeah, okay, yeah, Jordan Sparks. And she was speaking about how it just makes no sense. Um, You know, she basically is speaking about how she allowed, you know, it's, and actually, let me go pull up what she actually said. I don't want to misquote her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I, I I I just I really, as much as I I love men, uh, you guys need to do better. You need to do better at taking accountability for the bullshit that you put us women through, because really that's the only way a lot of things are going to change. Because at the end of the day, the men they are supposed to be the head, and as the head and as the leader, y'all need to actually lead. And yeah. All right, so here's so here's what happened. So, so Jordan Sparks' husband um, recently posted a photo of him smiling with an old female friend from his high school days. Mm-hmm. And while the, po- the photo was totally far- harmless, there were a lot of people who commented the photos were inappropriate, especially the caption, because um, the caption said, uh, "What the caption say?" He said, uh, "Not very many people can number one get me out the past past ten thirty, and number two give me the smile this big." Mm-hmm. So and then three had me talking about high school. And he said, shout out to a real one. And so many felt the, the photo and the caption were far too intimate for a man who was married and were quick to call out um, him. And then Jordan Nichols posted a lengthy response. And she said, y'all, 
here's a message if your significant other is out is making you cut off your really good stand up been there since forever friends male or female mm -hmm. get out not talking about the friends that want um that are toxic frenemies that's a problem and should be addressed that's controlling toxic and people are not objects you own again People are not objects you own. Exactly. Friends are super important for your well-being, especially those that you knew before certain huge life changes happen. It's healthy. I hope you all find someone that treats you like my husband and his friends do. They're all truly, they are truly the best. May the odds for, um, be forever in your favor. And she's right. Mm -hmm. Um. So this is the picture. Oh, yeah. Pretty basic picture. Mm -hmm. Um. And she's right. Um. And look... One of this whole mindset that a person can't have female or male friends if you're in a relationship, right, is bullshit. It's it kind of shows insecurity. It's very controlling in a way. It's, it's, it's to insecure. an extent. Now, if your if your significant other is known to cheat, then yeah. I can understand you're yeah, 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 yeah. on some level. Now, if that person and that person have a previous relationship, sexual relationship, yeah, level, then, then yeah, I can understand to some level why you have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. But if they're just friends and they've been friends since they were kids, right. And that's still their friend, and that's a person that's been their friend, and you know that friend. Mm -hmm. This is not a problem. People are just, and it speaks to that possessive thing we spoke about before. But again, insecurity. It also speaks to your your significant other and how and what they've done to make you feel like yo, it's okay because mm -hmm. they haven't given you any reason to believe that they would do any dirt. And you all again, you know this friend, you know this is no issue. But also again, you shouldn't be dictating that. Oh, if because I've seen people do that where they cut off their friends that's been around for years because their significant other don't trust them or they don't like them. Mm -hmm. It's like, nigga, I was here before you. Exactly. I've been here since every. I've been. I have my female best friend has been my best friend for years. There is nobody, no woman I date that will ever say, "Oh, she got to go," because you will go before mm -hmm. she goes. Exactly. That's for sure. I'm not. I'm not about to sit here and try to acquiesce to your demands of, you know, she can't be around you. That is my friend. Mm -hmm. If you don't trust me when I tell you that is my friend, that's something you need to deal with because I have given you no inclination or any belief that she is anything but my friend. Mm -hmm. I have always had female friends. I will always have female friends. Right. That is not going to change. I am close to my female friends. There are some people who have a problem with that. I don't fucking care. At the end of the day, if you can't deal with the fact that I have female friends, then we can't be. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to get here and change my people that's been there for me for years just because you got a problem. Because if me and you fall out, me and you don't work out, guess who's going to still be there? Best Them. friend. You can go tomorrow, and I at least have my people that's been there since day one. So any if you're ever getting into a relationship and you're starting to date somebody, and they start giving you ultimatums and start seeing you saying, oh, no, I don't like when she around or he around. You need to run. Mm -hmm. You need to fucking run. And look, we're not talking about toxic, like you said, toxic people. If you get toxic friends, they don't do nothing but get you in trouble and put you in situations that no friend should ever put you in, especially when you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Those are not the kind of people you want to be around. That's just simple. If I got a friend who knows I'm in a committed relationship, but you constantly taking me around, um, a bunch of chicks, knowing that you, um, they trying to be choosy, and that's not a situation I should be in. Mm -hmm. Why are you taking me around it? Now, granted, it's still on me to make, you know, to allow this to happen, but I shouldn't even been in a situation where I have to even go through this. 
if you're my friend. No friend is going to put you in a situation where you got to kind of maneuver to make sure you're not getting into any trouble because even if you're not doing that and you get photoed the wrong way, now shit look weird. Yeah. You just don't want to be in those situations. Nobody wants to be in that situation because no matter how, how much I say, it's going to still look away. Mm-hmm. And perception is reality for some people. I don't even want to even have to be in that situation. So that's why I'm always upfront about if I have male friends, I'm never going to sugarcoat it. I have friends. Right. And those friends have been my friends for years. Those friends are not going anywhere. At some point, because if anything, more than anything, you're really the one to get an audition from them. Because mm-hmm. I trust them and I trust their judgment. I trust them to agree to say, hey, this person is somebody I feel like is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I Those are my friends. Those are the people I trust. I trust their judgment. I trust their opinions. And I know they wouldn't sugarcoat shit with me for one. Uh, I know they're not going to tell me anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So if they tell me, yo, we don't like her. My sisters told me about my ex. They don't like her. Mm-hmm. And I still, and they kept telling me. They don't, yeah, because they see they stuff that we don't see. Me. My mom, years ago, my other ex, she was like, yo, I don't like that bitch. Right. Because uh, people just, on the outside see stuff that you can't, because when you're in... When you're in it, you just do a lot of bullshit that's not supposed to happen happen, and mm-hmm. you don't really you oblivious to it on some level, or even or even you know it's is wrong, mm-hmm. but because you care, you love about that love that person, you don't want to you, you let it slide, and it's like yeah, nigga, that's toxic. You shouldn't be doing that shit. Right. You need to get the fuck away from this person. Mm-hmm. So you need people who are going to have your back and hold you down and say, yo, nigga, this shit ain't cool. Mm-hmm. This shit just ain't cool, bro. Um, and so, yeah, just whole mindset of not being able to have friends, male or female, people just looking at shit like, oh, that shit's not cool, that shit's not okay. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Right. Because even the shit with Justin was, like, if they had been friends, it probably would have been different than co-stars, but it's partly because in the public eye. So if you do anything, that's kind of the thing I was talking about. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a situation where I just get photoed a certain way, oh, that shit, it's the same thing I'm happening recently with Carmelo. <coughs> Carmelo's on a boat. And he just having me on the phone, and there's a chick laying on the boat, and it's his friend. Uh, but the, that situation with him and Lala, that is way more complicated than just that picture. Yeah, but this was at, they'd already, this is, they reconciled and did whatever they're going to do. I mean, yeah, but. But, but it wasn't, he wasn't doing anything. He literally just was floating on the boat. You don't know if anybody else is on that boat. You're just seeing one picture. I can I, I can photograph anything and make it look like one, if if okay. we all took a picture together, mm-hmm. me, you, all our group of friends, right? And I took a picture and I cropped out just the part with you and somebody, and I said, "See," and I sent that to your dude if you was dating somebody. Mm-hmm. He gonna be like, "Oh shit, what's up with that nigga? You too close." Mm-hmm. Again, I can make shit look like anything. So use photographing, and, and the thing is, it makes it worse when it that is your history. Yeah. So. Same thing happened with Fab. Fab was talking about that shit. Where it was um somewhere he was somewhere he was out to lunch um with somebody and mm-hmm. it was it was a deal, but it was with a woman. And so everybody, oh, he's out with this chick, and it was like a business lunch. But because he was out with a woman, right? Everybody start tripping and start posting about it. And so he's like, you know, and he and he got to the point where he's like, normally I don't even pay attention to shit, but it gets to the point where people are starting to question my character as far as like I'm cheating on my like girl and shit. And like, no, I'm not like. No, so he's like, and he said it probably wasn't my best moment because like, like this is crazy. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, mm-hmm. all right, at some point I got to say something because if I don't say something now, y'all just gonna run with it. 
Right. I mean, and I, I understand that he does. I mean, he will have to speak about it and defend it. But oh, unfortunately, he did not have the best track record with MVB. Well, no, so I, that's I understand. Why and the thing is, so those that. things speak to that. I understand. Well, yeah, and their their relationship was with a relationship. But my thing is, everybody else judging it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's between them. That's when I have an issue. If you ain't one of my close friends, I don't fucking care. Right. What your opinion is of my relationship. I mm-hmm. just don't. Yeah. If I post a picture, if I'm in a relationship, I post a picture, that's for me. Because mm-hmm. I want to post something with me and my, my lady if I'm with somebody or if I post a picture of her, I just want to, like, show you niggas I'm winning. <laughs> that's it. That's for yeah. me, though. That's me, though. That's me. I'm going to show off. Fuck y'all. <laughs> so okay, Dolph Ziggler. I am, though. <laughs> um, so. What's next? So we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Apparently it came up again. Um, what is it? The Kenny G conspiracy? No. Which I will still go on the record and say that Kenny G makes lullaby music, not baby making music. Okay. I still stand by that. And you're still wrong. Uh, no, I, I can guarantee so, that. So... This is the picture Dwayne Wade and them posted on Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yes, I did see that picture. Right. So, people criticized the photo, basically criticizing his son because he had, you know, the white nail polish on or whatever. hmm And so, he said, I've seen some posts Thanksgiving hate on social about my family photo. Stupidity is um, a part of this world we live in, so I get it. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I've been chosen to lead my family, not y'all. So, we will continue to be us and support each other with pride and love and a smile. Um, here's my thing. And his son posts like, we answer your opinion anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he posted this picture with him and his brother, and he's like, we answer your opinion anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes less is more. You you ain't got to go through a, like, a whole entire essay. and ex- No. Y'all, get, y'all care too much about what other people do with their family, dog. Also, this is only a thing because y'all have, y'all still have to think about homosexuality in general. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what this boils down to. Yeah. If he was already fucking at 12 years old or whatever, and it was chicks, none of you niggas would care. Well, some, to know, because they'll be like, oh, that's too young of an age. No, 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 no. Who's no, raising you? Blah, blah, blah. Near, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. sect of the population. Yeah. But it's too many niggas out here trying to tell Dwayne Wade how to raise his family. Mm-hmm. If he supports his son and his son knows who he is and, def- and like, hey, his, fun is f- his son knows who he is, is comfortable with his, is, and his family is supporting him and who he is, fuck you niggas who have a problem with it because it's not your kid. Right. I think the issue that people are having because with it, it's because of the age that the son is. What, and, and, and to those people, I will say this. What age do you know you want? You like women. At what age were you trying to chase after girls? Mm-hmm. At what age did you know you like boys? Like, because five, six years old, five, seven years old, eight years old, niggas is um, like playing with girls and knowing they like girls and talking about they, they like you and like, that's my little boyfriend or my little girlfriend and shit. Mm-hmm. My cousin, when he was in fucking preschool, literally this little girl would call our house every fucking morning before they went to school. And we talking about oh, 6.30 is... in the fucking morning. What? Every morning, his, his, our older sister would 
get the phone and call our house before they got ready for school at that 6.30 is crazy. in the fucking morning to talk to them. <laughs> like, seriously. Wow. So, you, it's it's okay if it's a girl and a boy. Mm-hmm. As long as they, they abide by whatever your, your, your social construct says is right. Okay. That's it. That's okay. But because he's a young man who is embracing the fact that he knows who he is, mm-hmm. at whatever fucking age, y'all niggas got a problem with it. But again, y'all have a problem with it. And it's actually speaking to the TR thing because... Um, yeah, his son. son see, far his son was fucking he okay with that, but his right. 18 year old daughter, oh, she can't. No, yep. no, no, no. And it speaks to when we talk about men taking accountability. You can't. What my issue is this on one hand, you're telling your daughter you don't want her out here being a um, fucking dude, but you're teaching bad um, that your son is terrible as beliefs and habits, like knock down as many girls like as you that can. shit. It's toxic as fuck. Very. So you're being toxic. Toxic masculinity. Toxic. Toxicity to your son. And you're also um, trying to push your toxic mindset onto your daughter. Yep. That just creates a lot of bad shit. Um, I I guess also another issue, too, with the whole... uh, It's just everything about this whole homosexuality thing, not just with Dwayne Wade's situation, but with transgenders wanting to identify gender fluid or oh um because i think i saw an article which i'm gonna be honest i think this was kind of ridiculous too a woman got mad at another well a transgender got mad at a woman for the woman saying that only women can get pregnant okay so here's the thing and and this is my thing i don't clickbait is a thing Mm -hmm. that's my first thing yeah for example, the people that would criticize Black Lives Matter, who would say it is a quote-unquote terrorist group. Which is not. It's not. They said that about but the Black they, Panther Party, too. what they too. would do is they would focus on the small, infrequent incidents where people would riot, because there are always going to be people who will take the opportunity mm-hmm. to do some dumb shit. Yeah. And it may be only a few people that do it, but because, though, unfortunately, a few bad apples can ruin a bunch. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is those few bad apples are the ones that the people who want to um, want to rail against the movement will use as their example of why this movement is a bad thing. Same thing goes for this. There are always going to be extremists in everything. So there are going to be people who want all these, they want everything to be equal and they're fine with it. They just want to be equal and treat it like any other human being because of who they are. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have people who are going to be extremists. But what I find is a lot of these articles and a lot of these things, and I see it a lot. A lot of this shit is clickbait. A lot of this shit is people taking a narrative from one situation and blowing it up. Because if we took comments from every other fucking secular population, Every time somebody disagrees or doesn't like something, we would literally would be 50 million articles every day or not. But the problem is because there is a sector population, there's this anti-gay, anti-transgender, anti this anti-different movement. That's what you're seeing. It's the same thing we saw with the election where you saw a proliferation of um, stuff against Hillary and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just this 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 narrative that's continued to be spread. So what happens is 
they'll pull the extreme comments, the extreme situations out, and put that shit on Front Street as a representation of what transgender people think. And that's not true. That is, if it if at all, it is a small, those are small incidents, small section of that community that may think that way because there are extremists in every community. It's like there are black people who think we should not integrate, we should not interact with you at all. Uh, that's my other, best friend's mom. Or any, she, or any or any other race for that matter. And she, but she grew up in the South, so hearing her explain why she felt like integration was like the worst thing to ever happen to us is kind of like the, well, the, integration was bad in the way it was done because the, the fact is we were not looked as equals. Exactly. And so because we were integrated but still looked uh, down upon, it was not. It was never going to be fair. And right. And then I mean, also I guess because history would try to paint it as if the stuff black people did have was all ran down and ragged but when she was growing up in the south she said like the black schools and the black movie theaters and black restaurants all those were nice and decent and like none of that stuff was it like it was ragged. all viewed as it's, it's viewed as the same as blindside mm-hmm. the, uh, the white people giving the black people a chance to be like them somebody that's exactly what it was that's exactly how it was portrayed yep 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 it's all we finally give them a chance to get the same level of education as us because their black people can't teach the way we can as white people. Mm-hmm. It's the same people that people have on HBCUs. And I, while I don't, my issues or my my um, issue with HBCUs has nothing to do with thinking you receive a, a different set of a uh, different level of education or anything like that. That's not. I'll never say that because that's not true. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people who graduate from HBCUs are the most intelligent people in the world and can go anywhere. So. I don't believe that, but that is a narrative that has been created, is that HBCUs on some level are less than these other Ivy League schools. And it, no, that's and not, not true. The case. Um, and it's going to always be the case where you're going to be treated a certain way or portrayed a certain way. So, my thing is they're going to continue to use, because they know if we pull out these strain, these extreme situations, these extreme instances where a trans, one transgender person says something, that just was really crazy. Mm-hmm. That's going to get other people to say, oh, this all this shit is ridiculous. This is stupid. And they're knowing we're going to react that way. That's just the way it's going to happen. And they're doing it on purpose. I see this shit. I've seen this shit for months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy to me. But I understand why people react to it. Because some of the shit is ridiculous. But that's the point. This shit is being put out there as ridiculous. So that we can all say, oh, shit. These niggas is tripping. That's why we shouldn't give them no rights. And all this other shit. Like, that's what they're hoping for. And so that's why I don't always look at that shit because I feel like it's just it's just clickbait. It's just a way for me to get them to get their support out there. It's no different than the YouTube conspiracy theory videos. Oh, that's about how the Illuminati. Everything, and- <laughs> any, any of them, they're all fucking. So me. you don't believe any type of conspiracies? That's not true. I just believe that. No, I was asking a question. That's I not wasn't... true. I, I mean, I, 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 there are a lot of things, especially government ones. I think all that shit is, is okay, but. When it comes to the Illuminati thing, my only issue, my biggest issue with the Illuminati thing in general, is first of all, the the evidence is very, very, like certain, like it's stupid. It's, it's stuff that if you gave me a whole day to do nothing but look up stuff, I could probably make even anybody is in the Illuminati based on the information that they've given me on YouTube video. And I've watched a couple of them. Um, the other thing is, why is it all black people? Uh, no, I well, as far as I know, it's white people including yeah, but the, the ones that I've too. seen and the ones I hear are all about black people. Yeah, it's all about yeah. black people who do black music. I never hear white people talk about white people being an Illuminati. I only 
hear black people yeah, talking about black point. people being in Illuminati. Um, the only Illuminati you ever hear white people talking about is what was in the fucking... Um, Freemasons. Yes, and what was in the fucking um, Da Vinci Code type thing. Yeah. That's it. I don't hear that all our musicians are in the Illuminati. They all sold their souls to be successful. That's what I have an issue with is that from the black from the standpoint of black people, black people have been conditioned now or a sect of black people have gotten have been convinced that if you are a black person and you're successful, you had to have sold your soul. Because mm-hmm. there's no way as a black person you can be that successful. There's no way as a black person you should have a million dollars or you could have a million dollars. There's no way. And part of it is that there are too many black people who have put a limitation on themselves because they've been beaten down so much in society. They believe there's no way a black person or they just put their own limitations on other people. They don't ever think they could do it. Mm-hmm. So because they don't think they could do it, they don't know how anybody else could. But unfortunately, in life, there are people who are just exceptional mm-hmm. at different things. There are people who have different talents. There are talents. There are people that are just really intelligent. There are people that have different skill sets and different abilities that you just don't have. And so you can't be mad or say, oh, because that person just had a talent, I don't and I don't have that talent. Oh, they must have sold their soul because there's no way. That's just like somebody telling you, you've been acting since you hot forever. Mm-hmm. You you've been doing this forever. You finally get you, you get to the point you get your first make you get your first movie role or you start getting a lot of big movie roles, you start making a lot of money. Somebody come to you like, oh, so you went to the Illuminati? Because that's what they're gonna that's what some people gonna say. Because it's that <laughs> I mindset. Like that. It's but that's oh. the thing, but that's the mindset is that Oh, you started being successful, so when'd you say so? Right. Now there are people that are going to say that. But I will I will say this as an artist. Um, even though I, I understand I agree with you, but only to a certain extent, because the, uh, there's a flip side to everything, and it doesn't matter what professional um aspect you, you do in your career on this earth. There are some people who, you know, are successful and are rich based off of just their hard work and their talent, and there are some people who Done some strange things. I'm sure, to, I'm sure, but you know. I know that though. But I'm not. But again, I know that. I mm-hmm. know that's true. I know people who have, who have sacrificed their, their, they've given up family. They've given up all kinds of things because they wanted some. They want a certain level of status and things like that. I'm right. very aware of that. My issue when it comes to the Illuminati specifically is that there is this narrative that has been created by black people, and it is something that it's another way of black people holding themselves back. Because their mindset is, if a black person is successful on some major level, that black person had to have sold their soul. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be because that black person is talented. That's what I have an issue with. Right. I'm fully aware that there are people who have sold their souls, who have who have sacrificed certain things in their lives to get to a certain level of status and, and of success. But it's just this thing where. It, and it's also the mindset. If, if, as a white person, if you're successful, mm-hmm. you're, it's expected. If you're a black person and you're successful, it's an outlier. Mm-hmm. That's what I have a problem with. And that mindset, that expectation, that thought process has to change at some point. It just has to change. Because if it doesn't, it's just going to where it holds so many people back. And that's the reason why our community is not as strong as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's because instead of saying, hey, we can all push each other, it's, no, I got to get your spot. And comp- competition is fine. Yeah. But competition and 
and pulling each other down and trying to step on each other's heads and foot, so step on your head to get to the level. That's that's not cool. It's just uh, it, it's just so many things is our culture with black community that we need to address and stop dancing around. But not only do we need to address, but actually put a plan and put an action into it. And until we actually do that, we're gonna still continue to be in the same cycle that we're we've been in for decades and decades because people are afraid. Yeah. Um, and also, people don't want to face the truth. Mm-mm. They don't. And as long as people don't allow themselves to open their eyes to the reality of what's going on, and they basically allow, I guess, the white man to an extent to feed them these lies and to perpetuate all these images on social media and even on TV and stuff like that, we're we're not going to rise up and be the kings and queens that we're supposed to be. Because, again, people are not doing their research for themselves. They're going based off of what somebody else is telling them or they're not using their brains. Yeah. We'll see. So, I thought I was done cursing people out, but... This right here. <laughs> not yet. As long as it's not Stephen A. Smith, because who? That was a who. I'm a black man, you idiots. <laughs> Stupid idiots. <laughs> All right. You know what Gold Link is? Is that a rapper? He's a rapper. Kind of does uh, rap, and he also kind of does kind of some Afrobeat stuff too. Um. Uh, does he mumble rap? No, he's he has a he has, she raps. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with a lot of new age rappers because, again, I, I, I'm I not a huge fan of today's music. A lot of it Let is Let me trash. look up. He had one major single. Let me see if you ever heard it. Let me see if I can find it. Mm, this shall be interesting. But what what is it? Gold Mime or Gold Golden Mime. Lords? Or what? You're an idiot. He said, <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that popped into you. my head. Like, were you a Golden Lord that was not featured in Meteor Man? Like, Jamaican, <laughs> so... I mean, well, yeah. Was there any Jamaicans that were Golden Lords in that movie or no? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> this shall be very, very, very interesting. What was, what was this? Big uh, single. How long has he been out for? Three years, three years, three years. Okay. There is amazing talent in Detroit that that we do know, but uh, some people. Is it crew? Wait, crew? Like, did you know that? Are you talking about that song with um, Two Chains or? Okay, so Goldwing dropped his most recent album like, over the summer. It's called Dysphoria. It's just a great album. It's a great album. Perfect summertime album. is amazing. Oh. Um, whatever the case may be. So Goldwing 
fucking gold link. What did he do now? Are so, we going to have to revoke his black card? No, um, but... So Mac Miller, you know Mac Miller passed good. Of course, passed away over here. R.I.P. Mac Miller. All right, so randomly, like it was a week ago, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. maybe on Thanksgiving, I'm not sure. He randomly posted a pic of he posted a picture of Mac, and it was just random. It was a long random thought, and a lot of people were pissed, including me. Actually, I wanted to whoop his ass. So this is what he said. Mac Miller, I'd be lying if I said I was surprised to hear that you died on us. What? First, that's the that's the first thing he says. Wait, when when, when did he post this? this was a couple weeks ago, maybe a week or so ago. Uh, Not because you were necessarily troubled, but because you were special, and because of that, you were troubled. At your peak, you were the archetypal rapper all of us wanted to be, which was independent. But also. Just a kid with really bright eyes about life. I'll keep it short because I want to continue our conversation from when it's time to go. My time to go. But I think what you made, what made you and I special is that we weren't always on the best terms. So I didn't always have great things to say about you. When we were on the Good AM tour, I played you my album. And after that, we didn't talk. And you thought it was absolutely incredible. Well, the album's called, and after that, we didn't talk. Mm-hmm. And and you thought it was absolutely incredible. I released it under the Soul um, Election label, and the single for my album was called "Unique," featuring Anderson Pop. That was your favorite song at the time. You loved it so much that you made the entire tour party listen to it, and surprised me with a cake after my set. I always thought you drove yourself insane about your own music. So much that you would adopt styles as homage to those around you that you loved. That's where our problems started. Divine Feminine, which was on the Max albums, a great album, by the way. Divine Feminine was an actual blueprint of and after we didn't talk. Basically, he's saying you stole, you copied my my shit. Your single was called Dang featuring Anderson Pop. Because apparently he invented the Anderson Pack feature. You said you had selection support um, you on the Divine Feminine tour. So I had a band on the tour. What the fuck? Um, um, and when I tried to contact you about anything at all, you never hit me. A close mutual friend ended up just hitting my DJ saying, listen, man, we love Link, but he just had to do what he had to do. And Max said, if he needs a birthday anytime, he got him. We are family. You can always call me. Afterwards, we seen each other at Coachella, and you put your head down like an innocent child, but I told you to pick it up, and I hugged you like brother you are, like the brother you are to me. You were the first person brave enough to openly say he's dope and gave me a platform. That meant more to me than anything else. Three days before you died, I remember pulling up on you at the crib, walking in the house and seeing the Divine Feminine album plaque on the wall. I was so proud of you and what you created for yourself, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um. So... <laughs> Where I get to some of the responses that he got because of the shit. He first claimed that Mac was his friend. That's the first thing. I'm even double down after the fact saying Mac was one of his best friends or his best friend in the music industry. Yeah, that's, that's that didn't sound I'm, like somebody was your friend. That sounded very confusing. It, it, first of all, the first thing you say is I'm not surprised you died. You say about your friend? Yeah, that's what I'm like. And, Who says that? Then you basically accuse him of stealing your music. 
for stealing your idea. That was the most manipulative bipolar like, and you statement. Ma- you basically made yourself to be out this this uh like this holier than now. I'm the guy. You you made his. You said Mac put his head down when he saw you. Like he was like embarrassed. Like nigga. Like first off, mind you. If you look, if you try to find any anybody say anything, there's literally a Mac Doggy, and usually you can find at least somebody saying something bad about Mike. Literally, there is nothing on there. It's out like there. the same thing with Aaliyah. Nobody nothing out there bad about Mac. Literally. Anything. Everybody that's ever interacted with Mac will tell you how great. Rhapsody said he's the reason she had a career. Mm-hmm. He took chance on his first career a tour. Vince Staples, all of these guys literally say Mac is the guy that gave them a shot. Right. Mac was a kid himself giving other people their shot. What the fuck? So. And the way you had the nerve to, after he's he's dead, and for you to get on here and feel like you had to get on your high horse to basically speak blasphemy against him, like, that, you're not a friend, sir. You're okay. a jackass. And so, All right. you're reading so, comments. Anderson Pack. I would imagine your weird ass posted something. <laughs> oh, this is the fact said. I would imagine your weird ass posted up somewhere just like this when you decided to make that disrespectful, narcissistic, jealous, grossly unnecessary post. Mm-hmm. This is the picture he posted. And so he said, Ooh, he, he posted that picture on purpose. And he said, I would imagine your weird ass posted up somewhere just like this when you decided to make that disrespectful, narcissistic, jealous, grossly unnecessary post. Mm -hmm. Why would you do it? I can't even understand it. Maybe your belt was wrapped around your goddamn waist too tight or maybe it was the choker cutting off the circulation to the brain. But since you felt it necessary to bring me up twice and my boy ain't here to respond, I'm going to say it like this. You ain't the first to make an album inspired by a relationship. You ain't the first to make a song featuring Anderson Pack. But you are the first to disrespect my friend, who is no longer here to absolutely and um, for no absolutely no reason, and I can't ask them stand for that. Um, what is, let me see where's Anderson Pack's response. The rest of it. Oh, I thought that was still his response. Oh no, like no, that it. was Anderson Pack. I had okay. to go the rest. Uh, but again, who the fuck is this Golden Lord person? Like, outside of that single that you just played, like. What else does he have that is memorable? Like, nothing. Like I said, his last album was great. He, is, he makes good music. However, <laughs> this shit? That's rude. Let me see where this post is. That's rude as fuck. Okay, here's the way he's at. And I'm gonna start over again. I would imagine your weird ass posted somewhere like just like this when you decided to make that disrespectful, narcissistic, jealous, grossly unnecessary post. Why would you? Why you would do it? I can't even understand it. Maybe your belt was wrapped around your goddamn waist too tight, or maybe it was a choker cutting up the circulation to the brain. But since you felt it was necessary to bring up t- me twice, bring me up twice, and my boy ain't here to respond, I'ma say it like this: You ain't the first to make an album inspired by a relationship. You ain't the first to make a, long, a song featuring Anderson Pack. But you are the first to disrespect my friend who is no longer here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no reason, and I can't stand for that. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not about negativity, but this bugged me bad, bro. I've called you and DM'd you and you haven't responded. So he called and DM'd before he even did this post. So he tried to handle it like over yeah. it, like man, man to man. man. Um, he said, I've called you or DM'd you and you haven't responded. So since this is what you like to do in order to get attention, we can do it like this. You're not surprised, huh? Well, I'm in disbelief. If Define Feminine was such a blueprint of your record, then tell me where your plaques are off or whatever their, your shit was called. Mac brought your ass on tour 
and opened up his fan base to you when you had nothing. And this is the type of appreciation you give. You should have been grateful for the op. Whatever issues you have with Max should have been addressed, addressed in per- person and, and ended there. What's the point of bringing this up after his passing and disrespecting his name? You really woke up feeling like that was the that was the move. You ain't that ain't how you go promoting whatever you got coming. Some things simply have nothing to do with you. But when you have a God complex, I'm sure it's easy to think that something that everything comes from you or you inspire or you was um was inspired in some way. Whatever it is, I ain't giving it no energy energy. I pray you get back to the music and spreading good energy. I'm gonna do the same. Mac Miller forever. Love this um love to this family and y'all have a blessed one. Um and then I guess at the concert, um, Goldman he's like, I never said, you know, Mac Miller was my best friend and I never said. Oh well, yeah, of course. Niggas like to double track when they get checked he about said, I some was, shit. You know, I never said he copied or stole or uh, something to that effect. Sir. Like nigga, that wasn't like none of that shit was necessary. It was. That's true. Your friend, you don't say that shit. Right. Like it's just not some shit you say to your about your friend. I bet your friend ain't here to defend himself. Exactly. It, yeah, he definitely was reaching. That's he wanted. Uh, he was dog. seeking attention because again, who the fuck knows him? I don't. Like, and I niggas don't was care. mad, dog. Like. Um, so yeah. And Goldwink, I love your music, but fuck you, dog. Yeah, fuck Mac, his ass. Mac was golden an Lord. That's what he, a golden lord. He involved on every fucking album. Mm-hmm. And as Anderson Park said, if your shit inspired him so much, why is your shit not popping? Exactly. If your shit was that great. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Um, that's all I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Um Golink, you're a fucking idiot. Um, and before we end, I'm gonna end this on a high note. Yes. And I gotta give um, you know what? I'm gonna play an appropriate song. Um, for this shit. Appropriate? Is Pro- it Jay Z? No, no, not for this one. Um, please don't say Kenny G. I love Kenny G. Nope. But we already know. On my card again at the crib telling your girl that we should order in and tell G to put his feet up on the ottoman. We just up against a bunch of rappers I go harder than damn. I'm so Katrina smarter than a lot of these niggas. Swear the coaches brought the starter in. Yeah, and I'm the type to tell your daughter things. I flow high, don't try and cut my water wings. I'm still myself. Love it. I am inspired. To, new, to reach new heights of pettiness. My my friends and I said that in 2020, one of our goals is to be unbothered as Omar. Like, 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 look, when people were saying he wasn't saying shit and he was being quiet, oh, that's cool, you know, don't react. And then when he did the interview, yeah, when he that, dropped when he that, did the interview with Vlad, he was like, you know, she's my, he's, you know, she's the mother of my children and he's my coworker or whatever. And nobody, niggas, nobody's always coming. And then. Fizzle, 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 fizzle. On his tour. birthday, on Lil Fizz's birthday, the bomb was dropped Bow. on Hiroshima. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Um, no, the bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. People attacked Pearl Harbor. Uh, the bomb was dropped in Japan. We dropped it because of Pearl Harbor. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Cool. All right. That was a, Thanks that, for that clear. By the way, that was a lopsided response. <laughs> oh, attacked our planes and shit. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> there um, go your ass. <laughs> bigger is better. Um, <sighs> Shasta Omarion, he announced the Millennium Tour, 
which does not include B2K, and instead is headlined by him and Bow Wow. And Ashanti, Ashanti I heard, just got added. Headline. She just added it to her. Bow Wow. Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky. I think Mario's on it. Uh huh. Um, Lloyd. Um, Yin Yang Twins. Yep. It's a pretty good show. I'm, I'm gonna have to go this year. But um, I know one thing. I am gonna catch that Jill Scott tour. Oh yeah, but she wait, going. I heard she's not coming to Michigan. She is. You crazy? I just no no no. Somebody said that she's not playing in Detroit. I kid you not. I saw an article. What was it yesterday? Because somebody was like, "Oh, I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. Now I gotta go travel." To, uh, but I would love to go and see it. Like, um, but when is the tour starting? Which one? For Jill Scott. I have no idea. Oh, February. In February, okay. I mean, well, stuff can change, but that's also like, well, Anita Baker, that's a different situation. And as much as I love her music, fuck her as a person, because she sucks ass. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I thought somebody said she was coming here, but apparently not. <clears throat> yeah, see, I told you. No, no. <laughs> Trust my, my better judgment sometimes. Um, and I just want to inform you people, uh, if you did watch, if you are a fan of wrestling, 21 years ago today, oh, um, The Undertaker... Put Stone Cold Steve Austin on. <laughs> I just, because I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah, no, whatever, whatever. I just feel like the people should know. Anyways, I'm going to email her. Why are you coming to Detroit? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm pretty sure she won't respond, but okay. Whatever. Well, whatever the case may be, I might go to Chicago, show. Chicago, I'm going to go to Chicago. Where is she playing in Chicago? Um, Chicago, she will be in um, Chicago Theater. It's in February. Actually, two days before the thing. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's the name? Fucking. Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? It is uh, two days before Valentine's Day. Okay. February 12th. Mm-hmm. I don't know what day of the week that is, though. Depending on the day of the week, I might actually make that move. Uh. Let me see. I'll find out now. So she going to Ohio though, motherfucker. Uh, you said the twelfth. Yeah, she's doing twelfth in um Chicago and then twenty first. Uh, the twelfth is on a Wednesday. But the twenty first, what day is that? Friday. I might do the Ohio one then. This is the MGM Park or some shit like that. Yeah, I might. The I Ohio might one is probably the only one doable because I can't do it out on a Wednesday. If you do, if you do do that one, I might have to roll out I with you. Do that Keep me posted. I might roll with you. The Ohio one. Chick, oh, stop. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but again, shout out to Omarion for the petty. I shake that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, I commend you. I see you, sir. I see you. Petty is as petty does, as I always say. Um, but we've been sitting here for a long ass time. Yes. Um, we are. Thanks to Bob and George. Um, there's a lot of shit and, to go over. Yeah. I, I, I literally have been like making this list for a fucking week and just kept adding shit and adding shit. And I added at least three things in the last fucking 24 hours. So I'm glad we were able to get through everything. And um, with that being said, mm-hmm. I think we're done. Um, I'm going to, you know, you can uh, find a podcast on uh, Down with the King podcast on. Instagram and Facebook. Um, 
you can on NDWTK Pod on Twitter. Um, you can find podcasts available uh, Apple Apple Play. I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, um, all those good shits. You can follow Ashley on that's Ashley K on Instagram mm-hmm. and Ashley K A Y. Yep, Evan yep. on Facebook because she's a dork. Oh shush. Um, I am Will K. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The real Will K on Twitter and Facebook. I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram, my bad. Oh, you S-T-H-A. fucking up, sir. What, 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 yeah, how much alcohol was in that cup? I mean... Yeah, okay. I said Facebook instead of Twitter. Shut up. <laughs> um, we're done. Um, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Yeah. Um, with that being said, signing off, this has been Donald King Podcast. Thanks to Ashley K for annoying me as usual. Oh, it's she my she, pleasure. It's she my she, pleasure. She actually made some interesting contributions this time, so I guess it's a start. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we'll uh, we'll see you motherfuckers later. Bye, bitch. Fuck you, bye.